Well, Lynn, Gar's dead. What? Slit no. his own throat, didn't you? No. He drank eggnog, and I think he's. Hey, he was trying to eat lunch here. I think he's throwing up. Gar rolled one fuck ton of a one on lunch. Well, McGarnagle. <laughs> Itchy's dead. I would have said Raven. Oh, Raven's dead. Stop making fun of Gar for drinking eggnog. Hey, I mean, eggnog here. No, it's because of his papa. All right, I'll do it for you, McGarnagle. McGarnagle. I don't know. It's okay. Don't worry about it. I'm sorry. I just I know how much food poisoning sucks. Believe me. Remember. Just use an antidote or a food antidote. I've been turned to an AI. Okay, he's an AI apparently. Yeah. Oh, he was. He, wait, he ate. He drank eggnog and it made him into an AI. Too much nog. That sounds like a believable Christmas movie. You know what the worst part is? It kind of does. I, I would, I would, I can almost imagine it. Someone oh, dies the... because they drink too much eggnog, and then they reincarnate them as an AI, and they learn the true meaning of Christmas. Oh. What oh. am I saying? Oh. oh. Hugh the roll roll call. What ever could that mean? We are live. Connect. Loading. Equipment wielder, Loyal and loud, Pinkcaster Lake. Explorer from the unknown, Yellowcaster Auto Guard. One little spark of courage, Dreamcaster Global South Parker. Broadcasting hundreds of opinions across the world! Radio Sentai Cast Ranger. On air! Wait, oh no, wait, that's the, the Ultraman thing! Well, greetings everyone and welcome to Radio Sentai Cast Ranger, the show where we talk about car riders, past, present, future, <laughs> Super Sentai, and all metal heroes in between. I'm your host, Pinkcaster Lane. With me is Bluecaster, Sheena Zazeel, Dreamcaster, Global Soft Perka, and in the bathroom, blowing <laughs> his brains out, is Yellowcaster Autogar. <laughs> you don't need to say who's here, that's the fucking point of the roll call! <laughs> Wait a minute, Woo! I got root beer! Apparently. Oh yeah, well I got blue pop. Um, quick um, water bottle noises. Quick, open this ranch sauce. Oh no, Emily's phone. She's got a bag. <laughs> yeah. She's got a full bottle. Trifecta. <laughs> no, it's a very almost empty bottle. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was dumb. Oh yeah, let's go listen to Ultra Ranger episode 55, out now. Apparently he has no arms. No, go, go fight, blurp, blurp, blurp. Is he let's talking see, about his two-pan arms? Captain two it, oh, he's Captain Two-Pans! He's been turning to Captain Two-Pans. More like Captain Two-Colon right now. <laughs> so, 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 Gar, what do you think of Zeo uh, right now? Are you actually? I really know he's pretending to me. I really hope those sounds of terrible uh, anal problems are are audible on the mic. (laughs) See, we hear. So what I'm saying is, he thinks it's shit. We hear at Radio Sense that Cash Venture leave nothing out. He wasn't throwing up. So if there's one day where like we're in the middle of an episode, I have to take a massive shit. (laughs) We're gonna gonna hear that. These walls are thin. Oh yeah. Insulation? What's that? <laughs> it's gonna be a cold ass winter. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> okay, so this week we are beginning a new theme month because don't I fucking enjoy those? Uh... So today, this week on Cast Ranger, we are reviewing Comrade Zio episode 5 and 5.5. Pat Ranger episode 35, but not really because it's more of a looping episode. No, it's 34. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. And starting our new theme month of Borgtober, we will be discussing episodes 1, 2, and 21 of Big Bad Pizza Box. Uh, it was actually pretty awesome. Is that part of the story? Is that Beetleborg at the door? <gasps> it's, 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 it's Gar- Garber. It's, it's a Gar version of Flavor. It's the yellow Gar Beetleborg. Yellow, yellow, yellow! <laughs> All right, let's do it. Rider time. So another, another, another news. Um, I this morning I bought purchased two hundred and forty four dollars worth of stuff. So gave me Jesus fuck. But it came from Japan.com. Yeah. Well, let, let me let me go off the list of things I bought because you know everyone wants to hear what I impulsively spent on this this week. <laughs> it's time for the lane shopping cart. So I, I now I have now purchased a Comrader Drive ride watch, a Comrader X Aid ride watch, uh, the SH Figure Arts Ant Man from Ant Man and the Wasp because I fucking love Ant Man, best MCU hero. Uh, the Udo Series 2 Lupin Ranger versus Pat Ranger set. That's Patron X, Lupin X, a Porterman, and Patron Hugo. And then the Ultraman Rube DX Rube Crystal Collection case. And then Collection Crystal Sets 02 and 03. Can't believe that all happened during this episode of Zeo that we're reviewing. I know. So, anyways, um, this is a Forza episode, and. Gintaro's in it, but. Not the way I wanted it. <laughs> we just get back-to-back shots of him. So they clearly couldn't get his actual actor and just hired someone with a similar body type. But you you do see his hair. Yeah, we see his hair. His hair is and, pretty well known. And then when, uh, like, there's a part where, like, because Otsuki shows up and he, like, gives him, gives uh, so, uh, Sogo the, the Forza ride watch. And he's like, oh, yeah, um, Gantaro would give this to you, but he's out looking for a missing student right now, so he's not here. And I'm like, oh, it, was that your excuse why he's not here? At first, I was thinking maybe that was a reference to one of the movies. But a then certain I, point of view, Gar? But but then I'm like, no, no, the, there's actual students missing in this episode, so he already he is already out on the chase. And it's interesting. Chase, <gasps> drive. Oh, there, there you go, Ichi. There's Gates' water style armor. Oh shit! That actually looks really nice. Wait, is that real? No, it's a shop. Oh, because it's because you know Rider Custom does Rider Customs. Oh, that makes sense. Now I want to see that Sorry. on Zio. That cool. <laughs> okay, can you make can you make Gates' gold drive armor? Oh fuck! Sorry, Gord drive armor. Yeah. Fuck! I hate myself for saying that. <laughs> Oma drive. <laughs> yeah so episode a maze drive <laughs> so episode five starts with uh wool and aura having a friendly rivalry chat telling each other how they suck 
And then the big boss steps in to actually freeze them along with the rest of the pause VHS. I, I love phase. it though. If you actually pay attention to when like they freeze time, you just see this guy like as time freezes, like this guy like dropped his stuff on the ground. Yeah. Oh shit, time freeze! Yes, and also they steal a chocolate bar from some well Schwartz does. Yeah. Also, Cold Iron, I don't know who you are, but I fucking love your name. That's awesome. As an awesome name in our chat I, I salute you for that that's he, a he fucking takes, he takes the chocolate and um I and eats it no we're both of us <laughs> that, that they would turn him into the another yeah yeah player. like when we were watching the time freeze scene happen like you see the guy spilling his boxes and I just wanted Wool or Or to go I can change time so you didn't spill those boxes if you become another rider <laughs> you need a time jacker I can make it big oh I did notice <laughs> god damn it yeah space jam joke yes I did notice one other thing I, 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 if, is it okay? Go ahead. Um, uh, there's a part where um, Schwartzfurst shows up, mm -hmm. and I was looking at his jacket and thinking, like, why does it have all these weird holes in it? And and then I realized that they're holes in the fabric of time. Ooh! Ooh good. That's a good one. I don't know if that's on purpose or not. And just, what is it with Toku and using the name Schwartz for, like, in shit? Tokyujiri had a villain named Schwartz. In Ultraman Rue, we have Ultraman Orb Dark Noir Black Schwartz. That's literally just black three times. Yeah. Oh, I just noticed the painting of Kylo Ren. Oh, yeah, and uh, Johnny got me so, that. Sorry for... I, I just I didn't notice it. My and lord and savior. That's a really cool picture. <laughs> I know. Um, no and religion then, in this house. And then Schwartz, hey, <laughs> Kylo Ren is a god, and you will respect him as so. I mean, the cross-shaped blade there isn't helping the analogy not make sense. <laughs> yeah. Especially since it's upside down, so you can, you know. So he's a Satanist. He's a Satanist, yeah. Anyways. Dark side. <laughs> Anyways. And now we have so Schwartz, Schwartz of the Time Jacket. Yeah, so Schwartz is just, like, pretty much to, uh, translation to Aura and, uh, well, don't you two fuck around. I'm watching you. I can... Ride watching you. My name's Schwartz. <laughs> to watch Brand. I'm watching you. <laughs> I almost want to make like the thumbnail. Evil just... will always triumph because good is dumb. Because good, good is dumb. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. You know what? That's that's my mantra. <laughs> just, now you will see that evil always wins because good is dumb. Yes, that that is my mantra for the rest of. You know, I'm putting that in my quote, favorite quotes on Facebook. I you were a good guy. No, I, I, love, I thought you were no, going to say, that's like, going on my tombstone. Emily, I, I love the Empire in the First Order. I, I am nowhere near a lover of good guys in Star Wars. On the Wars. other hand, no, not Star Wars, just in general. On the other hand, there's a lot of debate that the Jedi are actually much worse than the Empire are, which I actually agree with. I don't know enough about Star Wars to make know. a judgment Anyways, on that. I'm pretty solidly on the Empire's side. This isn't a Star Wars podcast, even though I wish it was. But it's, it's I always consider myself more of a chaotic good kind of lab. So you like the Separatists? Uh, I don't know why. I, I do what I think is right, even if it doesn't obey your pithy laws. They have robots. I, I feel like I would be like I would be part of the Empire, but try to make sure they don't kill people and end up getting killed for that. <laughs> Star Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, so anyone who knows undergrads, I don't know if we mentioned oh, it's before. Oh, movie, isn't it? They're doing the Kickstarter for their movie, so anyone who's interested, go pledge the shit out of that. And one of the best fucking reward items they can give you is just Rocco's fake ID. Like it's literally, and just it's, a, it's one of the cheaper. It's a, items it's a too. piece of cardboard that just has a picture of Rocco on it, and it just says, "I am twenty-one, so drinking is yes." So drinking is yes. <laughs> yes, thank you. I'm gonna make you my bitch. <laughs> just 
a fucking giant bottle. He's that listening. show is super quotable. Yeah, and it got canceled, and it really sucks. I don't know All right, did. back on topic. Anyways, um, I want to make the thumbnail just... Can we have the thumbnail? There, there it is. Uh, I want to make the thumbnail just Schwartz, like, looking at the Schwartz's face, but his eyes are just Schwartz brand watches. <laughs> Please. Uh, if we don't come over the knee... Anything better. Anything better, yeah. That's the temporary one for now. Um, so the episode after that... We get the we get the openings updated with, like, Wool and Aura being, like, really stupid. And Schwartz is like, what the fuck you guys doing? Yeah, so we can see Aura and Schwartz's faces now so, so, the pre so pretty much he's their babysitter. Uh, I feel like it might be more complex than that, but we'll see what Who's happens. They're his children. What are you guys doing? But they're his children. Wouldn't surprise me. Yes, Daddy. But uh, yeah, so they the the time jackers explicitly state before the opening starts that the timeline is headed towards Omazeo, and they're trying to replace him with their own king. So now we know for sure that that is what's happening. So why I'm they really want, interested. Why would they want to do that though? Isn't Omazeo not being? Isn't he not evil enough? Maybe that's the thing. That's what I've been saying. Maybe the time jackers aren't as evil as we thought. They're just using really fucked up methods. Hmm. Because, like, make no mistake that the other riders are causing havoc and killing people and doing whatever the hell they want, but as we've seen with the first two so far, there's been a method to their madness. They've been trying to accomplish something. Well, they're trying Ooh, to stop Omazeo from You know that. what I would love? I would love if when Zeo goes to Blade's timeline, he just, like, turns king form, and Zeo's just like, Oh, I'll show you a king form, motherfucker! Oh, probably. Or just, like, Blade king form's about to fight Zeo, and then just Omazeo shows up and just, like, fucking one-ups him. Don't know. Because as we know, Blade King Form is one of the most broken rider forms of all time. It is not be cannot be defeated. So far, none of the riders who have shown up have used anything other than their base form. So. <laughs> I almost want to make that the thumbnail with fucking Omazeo's face and Zeo's face. Well, live the king. <laughs> ah! No! Nah, it's just Gates. No! Oh, no, it's soup. Yeah. Nah! So we go, we see uh, Junichiro in the clock shop who is reluctantly being coerced into fixing an audio system because it has a clock in it. And then he's just like, oh no, no I won't say no to fixing things, but I, just, I like clocks. But I love that. It, it's, it, it sounds like he's dealing with the kind of asshole customers I have to deal with at work. Fix my thing, but I only fix clocks. Well, this thing has a clock, so it counts, fix it. Yeah, okay. I need the business. Oh my god, actually, yeah, just looking at this picture, like, from The Lion King, you could have Scar be Omazeo, Zeo be Mufasa, and then you could just have the Time Jackers be the fucking three hyenas. <laughs> oh my god. Zazu is Waz. Wazu? Yeah, and then <laughs> fuck it because you can't Timon and Pumbaa or Gates and Soup. <laughs> it makes too much sense, that's the worst part. We've nailed it, people. Hakuna Mazeo. What a wonderful form! There you go. Hakuna Mazeo ain't no movie exclusive. There you go. <laughs> Means no worries, cause your timeline's erased. Wow. That's awful. <laughs> okay, so... Yeah. Gates and Soup are apparently just spend all of their free time looking for mysterious disappearances because they are the ones who initiate the mission of the week. They notice that there are a bunch of high school girls missing who are all 18-year-old Libras. And then Soup 
proceeds to go around asking all the girls if they're, if they're 18. 18. How the fuck did Soup get Amonogawa uniforms? And weirdly not whether they're Libras. Okay, well, it's like where we got our school uniforms from McCarthy's, so it's just a store that sells them. Don't you have to prove you go to that school to buy their uniforms? Maybe, I don't know, she used her tablet and gave them a shit ton of money for the uniforms. Or probably used her tablet to forge documents. There you go. I mean, that sounds weird. Psychic paper from Doctor Who! <laughs> but yeah, so they, they infiltrate Amanogawa, and then proceed to become super weird creep stalkers type people by just going around asking, Hey, do you know any 18-year-old Libras? I'm looking to hook up with some 18-year-old Libras. And then we see a bunch of cheerleaders that's supposed to be based off of Mew from Forza, and then we see a bunch of football jocks that are supposed to resemble Shun from Forza. So, references. Yeah, references. No, I like that. That was that was nice. And then Sogo does something pretty awesome. He's they they need to like hack into the school student database to find out who they should be looking for, and Sogo has a sudden idea, and he throws himself off the fucking stairs so they can have the nurse from the infirmary go over to help him, and they'll have access to the computer. I gotta say that's a pretty smart taking one for the team there on Sogo's part. Also, Sogo looks really really good in the fucking uniform. Well, it's a good uniform. Yeah. Everyone looks good in it. Gentaro would look good in it. He's fucking wearing more than two episodes. No, he's a delinquent. He's he's better than everyone. <laughs> but doesn't he turn out to be nice and not mean? Oh no, Gentaro Gentaro is like one of the most friendliest people you'll ever meet. He wants to he literally befriends everyone in the entire school, including the villain and a satellite. I love that. That's awesome. And the moon. He befriends a fucking satellite station. Yep. Anyways. Uh, so then, yeah, um, another Forza shows up or whatever like that. Or no, before that, one of the girls is up on the rooftop, and then all of a sudden, Kaiser shows up. Masato Kusaka, what are you doing here? And he's just... And not only what are you doing here, but what are you doing alive? Yeah. You have died in every continuity. Explain this! I dare you! See, I don't know what this is about. So in... Okay. Kusaka was from the Five series. Yeah, we're going we're going into a little bit of spoiler territory, but... Uh, from a show story, from 15 yeah. years ago. Long, long story short, he... he, he, he Kaiser, Commander Kaiser gets his neck snapped, and he just... He, he dies. It's and then, the, and then the in show. the movie, the movie, he also dies. And then in another movie where they go show an alternate timeline of Fies... He also dies in that. James Lee Ryder in our chat is saying the guy movie revived him. That movie was non-canon, regardless of what happened in it. It was non-canon. So I'm gonna fire the non-canon right into fucking Kusaka's face. Also, we he continues. To, I, I I feel bad for using this word, but he continues to be rapey, as he was with Mari and, and Fies. There's really no better word for it. I know. There? Well, he was very creepy and trying to like seduce her all the time and she's like no and what we are led to believe but probably isn't actually what's happening is that kusaka finds the one person who fits this bill uh yamabuki karin and it's made to look like he throws her off the fucking roof i thought that they were gonna make a thing where they said oh she killed herself because that's actually a common problem in japan um yeah yeah. I next episode will tell us what actually happened, but that's what the direction and cinematography of the scene is pointing at trying to tell us. It makes it look like Kusaka threw her off the roof. And then she's saved by another Forze. Yep. Forze. So now I have no fucking clue what's and, happening. And apparently Forze turns into another Fies and 
No, but what's really interesting about another writer, Forze, is like you see him do the like head sweep, like he's combing his hair, and he does the Uchukita pose, but doesn't say it. And then he uses like rocket launcher, chain array, which I was fucking happy about because that's one of my favorite switches. And, number thirteen. And they just straight up reuse the actual switch sound effects. I'm kind of sad they didn't like make demonic versions, like rocket on or some Fire shit like that. Own. Wouldn't that be awesome if the other riders could form change? Yeah. That'd be so awesome. Fucking the lucky states or something. Too, it might be just too much. It might be just too much. It's too, much, too many suits. Too many suits? I was thinking it. Too many suits. It takes a lot to make a suit. suit. <laughs> yeah. And during the first fight with another Forze, Sogo drops the build ride watch and Gates just decides, Fuck it. Give me it. I'm gonna use it. Why? Fuck it. Because I have a figure of it. <laughs> Gotta sell that merch. Yep. Best merch. And it, it's it's cool. I it, look, think, it looks good on him. Like I, I, said, I do think it looks way better on Gates than it does on Zio. Yeah, well, because of, like the red and blue. And yeah, it, you know, the red and black look a lot better. Complements the red on him already. So, um, and then like later on, later on in the episode, we see him go, uh, use uh, drive armor again, which I was happy about. And like, it, it's cool when he's summoning the drive armor. It actually does like his like. You know, get ready for a ride, and they take you for a ride pose, and it was really, yeah, it was really fucking cool. And even though yes, he got his ass kicked, Drive Armor's still fucking badass. So I love it. I kind of, I'm kind of tempted to get the Gates figure and, and the Drive Armor just so I can have that as a figure. I might if they do the Wizard Armor. That you know they will. Um, but after the first fight, we get to see this generation of the school's common rider club who are populated by two characters who are strongly reminiscent and might even actually be... You I'll... and Lane. Well, I was going to say those two guys from the Ultimatum movie. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, yeah, the, ult- the Ultimatum movie, which is one of is my favorite writer crossover movie of really all time. Sorry. That's what I thought you were going to like, say. Because the big guy is clearly Kong, and the, there was a scrawny little dude whose name I can't remember, but he was, there was definitely a character like that in the writer club in Ultimatum. But yeah, Emily in our chat, after watching the episode, was like, hey, look, it's Lane and Ichi. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? I'm not going to disagree with you on that. <laughs> I would fan out like that, too. But it's cool. They're like, oh, you're Kamen Riders? Oh, my God, come to the Kamen Rider Club. And, like, yeah, it's great that they come kept... Come validate our existence. It, it, it's great they kept continuity that the Rabbit Hutch was destroyed. Yeah, so, so now it's just a normal club room. Yeah, now it's just a normal club room. And then, yeah, Utsugi shows up, and then he sees, like... He notices the ride watches on Gates' uh, wrist, and he's like, Kamen Lida! He's like, wait! He like goes in this little lock drop lock box he has, and he picks up the Forza ride watch, but inside the box there's a picture of uh, the... Sonoda. Yeah, from the... Who's the Scorpio, Scorpio Zodiard, so... Spoilers for a seven-year-old show. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, that, that was cute that he still thinks about her. Very so. nice Easter egg. Yeah. And that's not the only one, because if you look at the wall, you can see photos of the actual Forsei cast, which I'm surprised yeah, by. Yeah, they mentioned, make a mention of Ryusei and stuff, and I'm like, oh god, there's all of them. Like, I, I miss them so much. I'm, I love them. Like, I, I, I consider the Comrider Club as a as a whole character in and, in and of itself. Oh, so. Cold Iron in our chat is saying that the Comrider Club guys remind them of Bulk and Skull. A little bit. Oh yeah. Yes. Just fucking play the song too. over them. Also, again, at one point, so or Waz just fucking appears out of nowhere, and so I decided I decided for a challenge for myself since you know usually every year we do like a count thing, so we weren't able to oh, find God. one. We weren't able to find one for uh, for. 
this year for Lupin Pat Ranger. So I, I've put it upon myself that I will go back and watch episode one, and I'm going to keep account of every single time Waz says Wagomao because I fucking love every time he says it. <laughs> so yeah, we're going to start. We're starting next week. I'm going to make sure to keep a track, and we're going to have start a Wagomao counter. So I'm putting that one on you. Yep, it's all on me. So I can't wait. <laughs> Wagamau. You know what we didn't get with Chu- with Osugi? Hmm? He didn't do the suspender snap. He did. Did he? He did see him go. I don't remember it. Yeah, he did. He did do it. I was very happy. All right. But yeah, so he gives him the ride, the Forze ride watch because Gentaro, back when he ran the club, was like, "Give these to some guys who show up, some amazing dudes who show up." Yeah, because they're, they're my friends. Yeah. Which means, obviously, they're going to talk to Gentaro in some capacity in the next episode. Yep. Which is going to be really interesting, seeing as they don't have the actor. Yup. Um, so they decide to go back to 2011. And they come upon Forze fighting Scorpio, which is interesting. I don't remember exactly what episode number that is, but... I'd say at least one of the first ten. Probably in the ten, in the area of ten, if not ten itself, I think. It feels like I miss, I miss those fucking like cool coats they had, like those robes. Oh, the yeah, the, the zodiac robes. Yeah. Oh, those are so fucking cool. The what the fuck were they called? The horoscopes. Yeah. Yeah, those were awesome jackets. So cool. I'm numb face. Yep. I miss him. That's Leo. Yep. So, as Forze is fighting Scorpio, Schwartz stops time and walks up to a dude who looks like he's sick, and we see later that he has some sort of psychic power just like the kids from ultimatum but it's fading so schwartz comes up and he's like i'm gonna make you an evil rider and i'm not asking for consent but strangely in a twist considering this is the first time we're seeing schwartz use his forceful another rider creation the dude is like no 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 i, I like need superpowers so yeah yeah do it was that guy a guy from something previous or did he just show up in this episode i don't think we've seen him before because he seemed like they were playing him up like he was from something I don't know. I think he's, this is just an incidental <laughs> character. Chris says, take a shit for me. I, I, I meant shot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. So we, sit, we see this guy become another Forze, and the instant he does that, time resumes, and Forze, who's fighting just off to the side, loses his powers and memories. So anyone out there who had any doubt remaining that what erases the timeline is the creation of the Another Rider... There's your proof. People on the Facebook group have been talking about... Oh, it's the ultimatum kids. Yeah. Yeah, I miss Mrs. Longer Hair. Look better. People in the rider groups have been talking about how, like, when Zeo steals the ride powers, that's what erases it from the timeline. But if you pay attention to the way things happen, it's not that. The another rider stepping into the same area as the actual rider erases the timeline, and the ride watch, which is unrelated to the another rider in any capacity so far is all that's left to prove that Ryder ever existed since the timeline got erased. So, it's not that Zeo's stealing Ryder powers. He's salvaging them. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, just, like, they go they go to fight and whatever like that, and, like, uh, while that's happening or whatever, Soup is, like, going to investigate, trying to find, like, the, the missing girl, the latest one. Yeah, so then... she talks to Yamabuki Karin in this room with a bed in it, and during the 2011 scene... You see the kid trying to use his power on a girl lying in what is assumedly the same bed, so it's yeah, probably Karin. That's, that's why I was wondering if that guy was meant to be something, because he 
seems to have some kind of special powers beforehand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my thought is, back in 2011, that's Karin, and maybe he's using some sort of power to keep her young? Maybe. Oh, that actually kind of makes sense, doesn't it? Which is why she's still a high schooler in 2018. Huh. And maybe because she's still there, Masato is investigating so she was her? an 18-year-old Libra at the time, and maybe he needs the essence of other 18-year-old Libras to keep her alive or something? That could be it. I, that's it would fall in line with the motivations of the other writers. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And the last guy is basically people who share the same shape as my son. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, I mean, that's a weird way of saying it, but... Would you fit into the same slot in one of those Japanese game shows? <laughs> this whole Louis made for me. Yeah. Um, but when we see another Forze, like, attacking another victim, we see him actually use the core switch to, like, absorb them. Yep. That was cool. That was weird yet interesting. Yeah. It's the actual core switch. Um, that's a plot point from actual Forze, for those who don't know. Oh, it's um, a cell. Oh. So, Zio and, so Zio and Gates time travel together and swoop in to fight another Forze. And as Zio is about to go into his Forze armor, the another Forze is trying to stop him, and Waz comes in to tank the hit. Just, how dare you interrupt my lord's fucking transformation sequence? And if you we filthy did, heretic, if we didn't already know that Commodore Waz was going to be a thing. This would be a, actually this is a really pr- good hint that he's probably going to become one later. Right. So. Well, I mean, we yeah, the leak sort of. Yeah, but anyways, that that's fucking awesome. That just like he cares so much about his fucking his his king. He's just like he's like no fuck you. you, you don't do that. He just like throws him back, and I'm like all right. And then I mean, yes, we get the debut of Common Rider Zio Forza armor, and just my god, this form is amazing. It's so fucking cool. Why did you post the how do you do fellow kids picture? <laughs> Because Kara's being a weirdo. No, but is it a reference to something specific that was said? I think it's supposed to be like Otsugi. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> oh, okay. That How do you do, sense. fellow kids? Yeah, that actually does make sense. There you go. But I will reluctantly admit that Zeo Forza armor looks pretty fucking great. Oh, yeah. I love the rocket hands, even though they're silly. Oh, no. I kept thinking, yo, rocket, rocket hands. hands. No, but the best part about it is that they're, like, attachments, so he, there's, he can, like, slip his hands out of them and if I he like, wants. And I still like that they keep the ride watch holders, like, like on I the gimmick. I kept thinking of, like, Rocket Man except Rocket Hands. Rocket, rocket hands. hands! Yeah. And he's also got rockets on his shins. Rocket yep. Shins. But the funniest part of the transformation is the armor appears, it does the Uchukita pose, and then it, like, Turns folds into, into itself, into the rocket, and flies around before it lands on him. Yep. Is, is Scar doing commentary in text? That's kind of awesome. Yep. Oh my god. I like it. Fucking meteor armor. <laughs> oh yeah, there's an image of Gates' meteor armor. That looks yeah, so weird. Right? flaming shoulders. Oh dear. Oh yeah, he's an AI. So, meanwhile, back in 2018, Soup gets stalked by Masato... Uh, clearly trying to get at Karin for some reason, but Takumi jumps in to stop him. And with an epic hair flip as well at the same time. Yep. He just, like, turns around and just, Ugh, uh, Kusaka, you fiend! How dare you! That is a guy, right? <clears throat> yes. yes. That's, that was Comrade Fize. Yep. Okay, That's Fize's original actor. Yes, so that is a guy I, I didn't... Because I was... <laughs> Because I was thinking, like, okay, that the way they're framing that, that's a, that, that's a guy. Like, that's actually somebody. <laughs> <laughs> it's Amazon attacking Anakin. 
Well, Hamakin. <laughs> so back in 2011, we see Zio do his limit time break and go all Rocket Man, and it's really actually like at first I thought it was silly, but now it's pretty funny. He goes cool. into space like Cure Honey's attack, and then launches back down to the ground and just... no, no. Before that, oh. we see him do his attempt at Forza's catchphrase. Oh yeah. He's instead he goes Uchuniku, which is just go into space, <laughs> go into space. And yeah, he does. I'm and rocket your form. Go to space. You don't need any rider. Don't believe in you. You believe in yourself. That's a gum stroke. Uh, yeah, so he does his rocket tail spin kick. It's pretty fucking cool. And then he like, like it. launches back down to the fucking ground, just explosion, and just poses. And I'm like, yes, it's so cool. And then we see what is going to clearly be some bullshit. Another Forze, once defeated, casts off into another Fize? Yeah, okay, so how my... How is there another rider inside another another rider? So my guess is that he has two ride watches in him. I mean, that has to be. Maybe it. that was Schwartz, because he said experiment, right? So maybe he was trying an experiment with them. Oh, maybe. Yeah, so maybe Schwartz just has the ability to make a single person two another riders at the same time. My, my thought was maybe that to get back at Schwartz, Wool and Aura decided to pull some prankster shit and just put another watch in him while he was already Forza. What's the point of that? Just to fuck with his experiment. Okay. No, but I, I'm not, my theory is that that is his experiment, that he can just do that. And yes, everyone's going to make the joke, Forza became Fies because 4-5, ha ha ha. Wait, I never even thought of that and I feel like a moron. <sighs> Did it really not occur to you? No. It did not. It didn't. I'm sorry. God damn it. God damn it. God damn it. He leveled up. Uh, what was that? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I'll eat later. Don't worry. And this was also episode five. Fuck. Fuck! <laughs> So, Shut up, Wesley. So the episode ends, and next week we get to see Gates Fies armor. Yeah, Gates Fies armor. Which aside it looks from, ugly. Aside, actually, aside from the shoulders, I think it looks good. Just the shoulders are fucking terrible. Yeah, fucking could have just done the mission memory shoulders and it would look better. Yep. So we go into. Oh my episode, god. We go into episode five point five. What was this episode about? All they were doing was just commenting on the fact that Fize is the name of the rider that they're encountering now. And they make a fucking infomercial for the yeah, Fize that, Phone that X. Was very weird. Oh, yeah. So, like, Sogo picks up on the fact that Fize is related to the Fize Phone X that Soup and Gates have. But they're like, no, it just has a similar name. Oh yeah, well, your name's Tokyo Sogo. Doesn't that sound just like Tokyo So, the neighborhood that Ishinomori grew up in? Oh my god. Did you not watch the episode? Uh, no, I don't think so. No, but yeah, that's, that's okay. the thing. They get up in his face about that, even though he's completely right. No, I'm just saying, oh my god, that's fucking amazing. Yeah. That is pretty amazing. Wow. Which, and it's funny, because Go, which is added on the end, is five. <gasps> Cool. It's all connected. Oh my god. <laughs> but yeah, they end the episode saying, oh, the Fies Phone X might not be related to Fies. Bullshit. Why would they mislead us like that? We know it is. Hell, we it watched a review. It is out of universe. We watched a review of the toy and it goes, brr, 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 
The only people who are gonna believe any of this bullshit are people who have no idea what Fize is. Well, I I don't um, but I I I know kind of what it is. Like you're at least aware that it exists. I know he uses a phone to transform. Exactly. And it's in like a briefcase. I know that. That's yeah. all I know, and that it's sad. Pretty much. The longest henchings ever. That's all I know about Pfizer. It's, it's one of the only henchings where you, it, that literally involves opening a briefcase, picking up pieces out of the briefcase, equipping the belt on, equipping the weapons on either side of them, taking the phone, opening the phone, dialing the numbers, pushing the enter button, closing the phone, holding it up, saying the thing, putting the thing in them, and doing the transformation. It's the slowest henchman. Oh, it's like a, it's like a bad slur. Anyways, so 5.5 was fucking stupid, and I think they're running out of ideas. Cool. We'll see what happens next time. Anyways, yo, Kuxala! Bonjour. Bonjour. Bonjour, bonjour, bonjour! Yeah, the car with the name. And yes, I've been waiting like a half an hour just yeah, to I know do you that. have. <laughs> I know you have. Way to ruin it by stating that. Be our guest, be our guest, put our podcast to the test. Yeah, I guess. Time to drink a little drink. It's time to take a drink again. Okay. Also, no longer an AI. Please do not look at the man in the in the room. Pay no attention to the man on the shitter. <laughs> Chocolate milk. Oh my god, you really are. You're gonna oh. kill him. You're gonna kill him. Don't do that. That's not nice. Uh, we're now holding auditions god, for new yellow caster. Oh, that was so funny. Please don't pay attention to the man on the shutter. Gar, are you okay, Gar? Gar! Are you okay? Gar's fine. Alright, he's okay! There's another Space Jam joke oh, for you. Oh god, Jesus. <laughs> Don't say funny things when someone's drinking milk! How dare you say jokes on a podcast! Glass of milk! Glass of milk! Yeah. Quite! Quite! So, yeah! This explains where the Lupin Ranges were from episode 33. And also... Uh, fucking Kyrie got, like, a shit ton of development. Like, development that I'm actually kind of really happy he got. Yes. Like, he went into a direction where I was like, no, that's awesome. Right? Good for you. So pretty much... Yes, the, shoot your brother! The, the whole, no, the whole gist of this episode was pretty much just Kyrie going, no, I fucking love being a thief. He basically went, uh, fuck you, I, do th- I like being who I am. And I'm gonna save you my own goddamn way. <laughs> I'm gonna shoot you by. Sh- I'm gonna save you by shooting your fucking face. Are you a Lupin or are you a Ranger? Are you a Lupin or are you a Bloopin? Lupin Ranger. Lupin. Lupin Rangers. We haven't made a joke about the dangerous zombie theme, except it's something else. Oh, the yet. dangerous riff. Yeah. Dangerous Magnum. Same riff, but with Magnum noises. <laughs> with gun noises. You can yeah. eat it. Ooh, triple chocolate. I don't know. It's if also I can got this. icing in the middle. I be- Cupcakes. Now you sold me. There are many oh. things I ate tonight mm. that Dangerous cupcake. Like it could have been the cupcake. Is it good? It could have been the chocolate. It could have been I'm going to be hyper for the rest of the night. Yay. Oh, no. So the episode opens with Kyrie uh, playing some b-ball with some kids outside of the school. Oh, come on. 
<laughs> and he pretends, and Kyrie decides to be an edgelord, and he's like, eh, basketball's stupid. I don't like, no, I don't like basketball, it's for kids. In West Japan, nowadays, on the b <laughs> so I spend most of my days chilling out, maxing rocks and all cool while shooting some b-ball outside the school where a couple of the guys, they were up to A couple of ganglers, they were up to no good. Started murdering my brother in my neighborhood. <laughs> And then my brother got frozen and I got scared and Cobra's like, no, I two strangers in a cafe downstairs. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That was awesome. Shout out to the cafe. You ho to juror. <laughs> no, I shouted to the cafe. Yo, yo, kusaroo. <laughs> All I can think about is that one YouTube poop with King Dedede where it's like, I rolled up to his house about 7 or 8 and I yelled to the cabbie, <laughs> The Fresh Prince of Lupin. I'm sorry. Oh, no. What's up, Noel? So I love that this episode literally does nothing to Noel except prove that he, like, he, he has he, he, as much as the badass as he is, he's, he's got, got some weak. flaws. He has someone that he thought of at, during that. It's so, his father. So the episode is Arson Lupin. Arson Lupin's dad. The Lupin. Arson Lupin's dad. Arson Lupin's dad. Daddy didn't love me. I don't know. I'm not sold on that yet. Yeah, where's the daddy? He's not there. Uh, he, Noel uses a collection. Lupin. Lupin, Lupin wasn't there. Take the tear the fan. All I cared about was stealing! Oh. Uh, no, because Noel has a collection piece that makes him stay young and youthful, and that's why he's so cool. Uh, Maybe. Groovy. So, the, yeah, baby, so basically, yeah. they walk back into the bistro, and Goody applies himself directly to Kyrie's face. That was oh. funny. Uh, Autogar AI, you're not there anymore. Yeah, stop it. Well, that's me now. And he tells them that Noel was investigating Arsene's Lupin's secret hideout, where his favorite collection piece, the Lupin Magnum, was discovered. Lupin and then Magnum! They found out it was porn. <laughs> his favorite collection is the Playboy collection. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh my. Oh my. You don't want a Yokoksu on this one. Yokoksu. <laughs> <laughs> so Noel apparently figured out where this hideout is and was consumed by its final trap. And then before we get there, we meet Cerbero, uh, the gangler for this week, but they don't say his last name. Uh, he's apparently a gun nut who is collecting human weapons. He's themed after Cerberus and has a sentient shoulder that smells guns. That I is call accurate. Wolfgang too. <laughs> It's appropriate since we're talking about Beetleborg. I didn't like this gangler at all. I did. Like, I liked nah, him. He, like he looks weird. The other one Trigger. normal. <laughs> I like how the other one's less stupid. Not by much. Stop it. Never. <laughs> Why do follows God? <laughs> we but, talked about him a lot last. What week. I know. What I noticed when Cerbero was introducing himself is he called himself Hell's Watchdog, and I'm like, you motherfucker! That title belongs to one Doggy Kruger, bitch. Yep. Actually, Dog Kruger is the guard dog of hell. Maybe it was translated differently, but I'm pretty Maybe sure you were translated differently. Did you ever think about that? Well, I'm pretty Cerberus sure. is the guard dog of hell. I'm pretty sure he said the same words. But yeah, I know that Cerberus actually is the guard dog of hell, but I'm pretty sure that this was ripped right from Kruger. Oh, I didn't even notice until I saw your notes that he holds three guns like the three heads. It's hard to say if it's actually three different guns or if he actually kit bashed three guns into one gun. But but yeah, he's got this pistol 
that is, it's, it looks like it's three different guns that are merged together, and he just fires them all together. And I'm like, you Vincent and Valentine-ass Cerberus gun motherfucker. <laughs> Surprise, motherfucker. Because it looks just like the Cerberus rifle that Vincent Valentine has in Final Fantasy VII. Particularly the Dirge of Cerberus game. Three guns, more than enough to kill any Lupin Rangers that move. I got one for each of you. Yeah, maybe that was the joke. Um, but aside from that, it was, unless there was a detail I missed, Cerberus only had two heads. His yeah, he, I didn't see a third. His actual head, the one on his shoulder, and then his other shoulder was the tail. I didn't see a third head. The gun was his third head. This is Cerberus, not Argos. His, not Argos. his third head's the gun. Ooh, that's a neat thought. So at first, like, I was wondering, The like, dogs or the, or the guns or the dogs that bark and shoot guns at you? Alright, do your worst. Release the robotic Richard Simmons. <laughs> that tree could hold nine canisters of radiation. Some soap fell on the floor. That's okay. Okay, sorry. <laughs> so the Lupins go up to the cave and OG. Yep. And oh gee, there's a Lupin emblem on the wall. I wonder if that's a fucking secret entrance. And shoop! And all of a sudden, a giant boulder comes out of nowhere. And like, it's good. He's like, that wasn't here before. So, Which what is that? Is that a trap built for someone who comes in a, a second time? I think what it's they a were. trap built for Indiana Jones reference. A trap built for two. I think, it, I think what happened was they were implying that the dungeon was randomized. Oh, Which okay. seems like a Wait, thing that finding of Isaac level? magical fucking magical. master Kaido that Arts and Lupin is could probably rig up with a collection piece. Oh. Um, so the Pados end up engaging Serbro and Sakia being the sharpshooter does some neat bank shots. Oh like, yeah, no, that was sick. Good for him. And he like more points to him because when the when the when Serbro starts going out about oh I've got to find the cutie. He immediately notices that he's probably talking about more guns because he's been stealing rare-looking guns. Yep. Which is why I think the one that he's using is actually just three different ones he like rubber banded together. I just hear poorly. Reapers. I can just hear like Reapers VA with him just just die die. Right. Um, um, yeah, that's actually really good. Yeah. <laughs> it's really funny because what it. His ability to sense guns literally can be described as my shoulder smells guns. What's that, yeah, boy? Yeah, a shark neither? Yeah. So, the Lupins going through the dungeon fight just like a random knight in a suit of armor. Yeah! No, it was just a, like a normal ass knight with dude. like a black suit on and then just armor over top of it. It was really lame. It's actually really fucking lame. What are we on? Easy mode? Yes. Is this easy mode? Uh, so they come to the chamber where the Lupin Magnum is, and for several seconds, it focuses on the Magnum being there, and the Lupin's walking up towards it, and then several seconds later, you see just off to the side, oh, hey, Noel's there, unconscious. Oh, hey, Noel. So, oh, hey, didn't, right. didn't know you were here. It's so hilarious how they just don't pay attention to him, even though he's lying there collapsed. So, during that or whatever, freaking... Kyrie found like three different French words and he's like, Toma, what the fuck does this mean? Because I guess he immediately assumes Toma knows French and 
Tell my nose French. So the words are brite faire, which Break translates to shackles. break yeah. your shackles. Break the chain. That's what I was thinking. And Not then, and then they get they get hit with a blast of light, and then they go to see all three of their people that they're trying to get back. So Thomas sees his fiance, Umika sees her best friend, and Kyrie sees his brother. And I love that immediately, because they've had experience with fake illusion worlds, their just, first thought is just shoot the walls of the world. Yeah, but see that. Why was, isn't it working? It worked last time. Yeah, because but that was on a that was from a gangler, not from Arson Lupin's fucking trap. Yeah. So yeah, so it's it's meant to prove that like you know oh to like <coughs> some you sometimes have to like sacrifice it, it was a test of like it was a test of their willpower yeah like how are, far are you how far are you, yeah how far are you willing to go to like get back what you love are you would you be willing to shoot what you love it's like like an example for me would be like if you know oh kelly was about to die or something like that and to save her i had to i had to kill eg like it'd be a very very hard fucking choice if so was that ever, your go-to if i were ever in a situation like that my i wouldn't even think twice before shooting myself oh jesus no i'm serious oh, I think that's, of a, I think that's not of nice that. emily no i it's okay anyways and like i get the setup they're doing this has been done to death in fiction but i can never fully suspend disbelief on it because like in this case, they know that they're illusions, but Toma and Umika still don't have the guts to pull the trigger. Yeah. And then they get like hit with these like fucking arrows, and they're like, ah! It reminded me of that one part of the battle with Zemnis from Kingdom Hearts 2, where you have to spam X and Triangle like for two minutes to dodge all of the oh attacks around God, you. I never thought of that. Uh, well, I guess they failed the QTE. Cold <laughs> Iron has a good point, and so does Blaze, that... It's likely he picked up the vocabulary from the fact that that um, they work in a French restaurant. That cooking in general features a lot of French terminology. Although I don't know in which in what point break the shackles would. I'm like, what the hell did you cook that had the word shackles in it? Shackles. <laughs> Shackle. <laughs> Just chocolate frosted shackles. Oh yeah, what episode? We put one episode of this. We forgot to say that. Oh, episode. We're on two sixteen. Two sixteen. Blaze got it. <laughs> Last one was Shuckles, so... Wheel no, it was Weevil. Sneasel. Oh, Sneasel. yeah. Ursaring? No, Teddy Ursa. I hope it's Teddy I think, maybe? Well, let me check. Teddy, Teddy Ursa! Yay! Oh, oh see, that was close. I love Teddy Ursa. Teddy Ursa is great. Oh, I, I tried it. to make a, a, a toy of one when I was little by taking a teddy bear and just drawing a moon on it. Oh. It should be fan art of Tsukasa snuggling a Teddy Ursa. Oh my gosh, you would love that. Sorry, that was weird. So, Umika and Toma fail their test because they can't shoot their loved ones, but Kyrie decides, uh, no, I like being a phantom thief and I'm gonna get actual you back my way, bitch. Bam! I don't like that the idea was that they had to shoot them. I thought it would have been better if, if they failed by shooting them. Well, Arsene Lupin is a man of class and he does not make things easy. Yeah, you, classy guys are always hard. You're... Why so. did I say that? <laughs> I don't have any experience with classy guys at all. So, so Kyrie completes. Not, no, I mean, not, no, I, I wasn't saying you guys are classy. I mean, like, I don't know if I. Uh, it's okay. No. Uh, yo. So Kyrie claims the Lupin Magnum for his own, and for a second we see actual Arson Lupin, or probably a pre-recorded message. Well done. You have earned my favorite piece. Now go shoot a bitch. <laughs> 
That was pretty much it. Now go shoot a bitch. I mean, it, go it, pop a cap in those gangler asses. Pow, pow. Sideways. It's a kill shot. I'm not gonna lie. That is basically what happened. I like date. <laughs> I like date movie. Date movie was funny. It's a kill shot. It's a kill shot. I haven't watched it. I just like that. I joke. only know about that. Yeah. Just watch date movie. It's actually pretty funny. I, I remember the scene in the. In Kick-Ass 2, where, like, the villain holds his gun sideways and the guy behind the counter, he's like, Don't hold the gun that way! It's going to click back into your face! Shut up! He clicks it. Like, the whole entire, like, barrel goes back and hits him in the face. <laughs> I told you! Recoils a bitch! Yeah, yeah, that's what he said. He's like, recoils a bitch! Shut up! Give me your money! So then we get the debut of the the Lupin Magnum, and oh, it does not disappoint. It but is but very... before that, I love it. Like, it's, of course, because it's, like, any proper dungeon, as soon as he picks up the treasure, the fucking Cave of Wonders starts collapsing. <laughs> you will never again see the light of day! Touch nothing but the gun! <laughs> yeah, that, that sounds a little bit weird. If it's a hey, gun. Goody, give me some tassel! Yeah! Yow, yow! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, everything relates back to Disney. Disney is, yeah. It's like, how, it's like how an Ultra Ranger just everything can go back to Ultra and King. Me and, me and Gar have proven this theory. Yeah. All, so, all the kaijus that have kings king in, in their, their names name. are just Ultraman King's pets. Pet kaijus that he just finds and hunts. Okay. <laughs> so yes, the Lupin Rangers step outside of the cave to fight Cerbero, and Lupin Red pulls out the Lupin Magnum. Oh yeah. So Cerbero's power set is, his actual power is controlling oxygen, which lets him augment the pow the gunpowder in his guns, which is why he's able to turn really old flintlock pistols into dangerous guns. Dangerous Although guns. The thing is that if you did that in real life, it would literally just blow up in your face. Probably. Probably. Also, if you can manipulate oxygen, he could literally just say, okay, now you guys can't breathe. Exactly! Why wasn't that a thing? It's and just like when people... Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. When people realize that water benders should technically be able to just bend anything because humans are 80% water. You <laughs> Human just, bender. You could just ah! rip the water of the I mean, isn't, wasn't that the idea behind blood bending? Well, they added yeah. that, I think, after they realized, well, crap. <laughs> right? Oh, Anyways. Shit. Blood I don't know much about Last Airbender, but that's something I do. They can only do it on New Moon. So, Cerbero's actual power was oxygen control, and his loop and collection power, which was a fucking reskin of the Ten Soda from Kosager, lets him spawn rock walls to use as cover, like any good gun shooter. Yep. Which is a pretty neat matchup for a power set, I gotta he say. He used Gears of Wars in that shit. Right? Um, but yeah, so Lupin Magnum gets busted out and immediately pierces through all of his walls. Oh my god, that gun is powerful. Yeah, no, god. And then when he fucking uses the uh, Itadaki Don 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 strike, yeah. it like melts a fucking hole in him. Like right through his gut. Like you just see it like melt a hole into his fucking stomach and then just right through him. And I was like, Jesus, fuck. I just oh, love that the. the I'm impaled. <laughs> I just love that the wind up for the attack is Lupin Fina! That's a Patapon joke. Yeah, there, there, there's, a, there's a reincarnated Babasha fever for you. Oh, yeah, yes. I didn't go. think of that. It's battle fever. So, after being sure. downed once, Ghosh reuses Cerbro and he steps up, and we get to see Lupin Kaiser and Emperor Dick Sword Gun. And then, and then he. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, I like that uh, Kyrie just like decides, oh, it's a gunfight. It's a gunfight. Uh, no. Yeah. 
You said Kyrie. Whatever. You know what I meant. So they, they pull out uh, Lupin Kaiser's splash magic, who throws a fucking bone and distracts he literally them. throws a bone! Like, <laughs> both both literally and figuratively. It's a and, bone. And it distracts his sentience. Yeah, he's like, oh, he's not going to fall for that. Oh, he fell for that! My shoulder was hungry! Yeah, I, I did like when the dog shoulder was like, he's like, is that a gun boy? Yeah, that's funny. I, I just hear, like, Brian's, like, just bark, bark. bark. Wolf. <laughs> oh yeah. Sorry, sorry. Where? <laughs> Where? You like that? You like that? Where? Jump! And then for the finisher, the Megazord forces Lupin Red onto the magic hand because oh look, we've got Arson's favorite weapon. We want to see it do the thing we already saw it do. Oh, yeah. Do the thing. And then he uses the same attack again, and a ranger destroy the giant kaijin, not the Megazord. Carter Grayson would be proud. Right? So good job. That was impressive, although it was you, a little You see that, folks? A ranger killed a giant kaijin. You all know what that means, right? Oh, bitch! <laughs> wait, wait. A thief! Wait, don't, you, don't you mean a kaiju? Because kaijin is... Just a monster. Blaze size. noticed. Wait, magic hand. Forza! <laughs> oh, Gar pissed me off. Did you hear what I said? No. Wait, wait, wait. Lupin Red went onto the magic hand. Forza! <gasps> magic hand. That's my favorite switch chime, actually. It's switch number five. Oh my god! There you go. It's all connected! <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, so Kogri is just like, oh, wow, I can't believe the Lupin chose you to be with that gun. So that means I can keep it, right? We? Oui? I guess so. We? Oui? And then as he steps out of the restaurant, he starts to look all slanty-eyed. He's like, I'm Kyrie, interested in Kyrie. Kyrie's very talented. <laughs> Licks his lips. What do we, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that was. I'm what sorry. do we think this means? He's Kogri's long-lost dad. Wait, or Kyrie's long-lost dad. Wait, who are we talking about? Kogure. Now he seems he's he's commented that Kyrie is a very talented individual. He's a Migo in disguise. I don't think so. He, he's the descendant of Arsene Lupin. He's the key to the book Actually, that carries. Now that I think about, we still never saw seen the master of this collection. Yep. My guess on this is, I think Kogure is looking for someone to inherit. The powers, abilities, family name, whatever of Lupin and Kyrie's gonna. Kyrie's be, a very talented Kyrie, individual. And Kyrie's gonna be the new Lupin in the series to start a new like, chapter in the Lupin legacy. Blaze. Because think about it, Lupin the Third was the third of. Well, I, don't, I don't know anything about Lupin the Third, but based on that, maybe they're looking for the next Lupin. It's, it's not actually like their descendants. It's just like the guy Wait, Lupin the Third took. No, he took up the mantle of like Arson. Oh, like a title. Yeah, he so he's like, I'm the third Lupin. Well, who was the second then? Uh, he was... Ask Raven. He was in actual France. Because oh. Lupin the Third's based in Japan. So my thought is Kogure is... May, he might even be staging this whole gangler killing loved ones thing just to find the candidate... So it's some last ninja bullshit. Right. <laughs> no, no, well, this... It'd be different. 
It would be ever, it would the be difference there is grand, grand, <laughs> surprise. Your friends are actually dead. Grand, Grandpa Ninja didn't stage the fucking yokai killing everyone to find the last ninja. They were, they were just running the contest alongside the invasion. Ah, uh, see, there's a camera. Oh, oh, you it got was, me, guy. It was a prank. It was a prank. <laughs> this fucking Ashton Gruncher comes out. Uh, wait, wait, what were all the ganglers? Oh, those, oh, those, those are just are, people in suits. They're just assholes in suits. And all those effects of people dying, smoke oh mirrors. Okay, you know what? You know what? I can, I can, I can totally sum up the entirety opinion, like a viewpoint of Gar's like hate for Common Rider right now. Hey, hey, man! Hey, what's going on, man? Hey, I'm about to watch a Common Rider. Do you want to come over? You can take your Common Rider and shove it up your ass. I'm watching Ultraman. Oh, that's mean. <laughs> it's the TV uh, skit from Robot Chicken. No, yep. it seems legit. Love you. Ultraman. <laughs> yeah, love you, Tiga. <laughs> Take your fucking rider and shove it up your ass. I'm watching Tiga. <laughs> I'm still guessing that Kogure is the key to that book because that book has a lock on it. Fuckers oh, sure. He's and the that's key why to that he, lock. And that's why he's always carrying the book around. The f- by merit of existences like Goody, it wouldn't surprise me if Kogari himself was actually a collection piece that was the key to the book. I feel like uh, he is a collection piece, but I don't know what the piece is. Like, no, he he's he's basically what Jim Carter is to Pat Rain, to the Power Rangers. It's just... He some, gives, gives them their mission. No, something happened to the collection, and thus, whenever something does happen, like, whenever something does happen to the collection, he has to be awakened to find people to help to like fix things. He's like the navigator. That has to yeah. be. That has to be it, though. He's trying. They're trying. He's trying to find a fucking heir to the the, heir to the collection. And Kyrie's like so far winning. Well, no, it, it would make sense why they're sealing, like why they're putting it back in the book so that no one else can get their hands on the collection. I'm, I'm going to make another radical prediction. Mm. I think Colgare is a member of the French branch of the GSPO. I oh th- my god! I think Colgare. He's a mischievous man. He's a woman. <laughs> well, he did like that wig. Well, I apparently did. next episode we're going to learn a bit more about him because he gets split into three pieces. What if... No, Blaze, Jim Carter is not a collection piece. <laughs> I would laugh. Le Jim Le Carter. <laughs> Le Jim Cartier. Cartier. What if he is, though? The Jim map? The, 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 the Heelys. His collection ability is the ability to detect ganglers. Yeah. Oh. Does Cartier mean map? Do the ganglers actually I don't know. I think, I'm pretty sure map in French is Cartier. I know that the, the yeah. study of maps is cartography. Yeah. I'm the map. I'm the map. I'm the map. He's a map. He's a map. And also next week we get to see the Lupin Magnum's giant robot form. The what? Wait, what? Yeah, the gun <laughs> becomes its own battle zord. Oh, sweet. So it's like, so it's like Tetra Boy. I don't know what that is, guy. Go watch Jetman, now available on Shout Factory's uh, DVD collection. You'll understand that. It becomes a fucking giant bazooka for the Megazord. Good plug. Alright, any other thoughts before we move on? No, but that was, this was a really good episode. We got, we got, we dived more into Kyrie, and it was actually interesting. Uh, I'm more interested in what, what was Noel, Noel thinking about Oh yeah, that's the thing. We never got to see his dream and who he had to shoot, and apparently failed to. It's probably Art Lupin. The, it was well, Kogre. No, no, the, Don't make me do it, Kogre. Oh, I feel like he would shoot Kogre. That, that's what? No, that, no, it was Goody. No, he couldn't shoot Goody. 
Uh, no, 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 no. You know who? You know who probably was Lupin. There's that option A. It's Lupin because I feel like I feel like we're gonna find out who Noel actually is, and I feel like he's the bastard child of Arsene Lupin. And he's just trying to assemble the collection to make Daddy happy. Yes. Oh, it's, oh, it's some it's some fucking Ace Gold Roger shit. Yes. Wow. Or like Lupin was a womanizer, and Noel was one of his bastard children. Yeah. But you were gonna say Lupin was a womanizer. I would not the, be surprised the, if Lupin was or, a womanizer. Or theory number two, which is kind of the more heartwarming one. <laughs> it was the Lupin Rangers and Pat Rangers that I thought of, because he's. He's gotten to know them so much he considers them his friends, Aww. and he can't shoot his friends. That's stretching it a bit, but I I would actually find that cute. That'd be cute. All right, well, feature topic time. Flabo. <laughs> no. It was so weird. So. Big Bad Beetleborgs. The third spinoff from Saban Entertainment I, after I, Power Rangers. I liked this as a kid. Wait, it was the third? Like, I, I thought it was the first. No. Uh, so, quick little backstory. When Power Rangers became popular, Saban was like, let's make more shows like this. So, they tr- their first attempt was VR Troopers. Oh, VR was first. Which somehow lasted 90 fucking episodes. They stretch that shit out. I bet. Then, there is the most infamous one, Savon's Mask Rider. Yep. Lastly, there was Big Bad Beetleborgs. And then there was one more show, something about knights and Trinanag. Wasn't that an original Mystic one? Knights of Trinanag was a completely original, and it was gorgeous. <laughs> And we'll talk about it eventually. Uh, but Ichi, didn't you guys do a live show back in the day talking about yes, Beetleborgs? Yes, we, we talked about a few episodes of Beetleborgs during one of our AFK Con specials, which unfortunately included episode two, but we have no, I have no problem talking about it again. Yeah. So this is the start of our theme month, Borgtober. Why? I don't know. It's just, I, I've, the reason why I thought of Borgtober was it's like, well, it's Halloween. There are universal monsters in Beetleborgs. And it's about a bunch of kids dressing up. And it's, yeah, it's about like a bunch of kids dressing up. And it's like, it's campy, it's fun, just like Halloween. Yep. So I was like, fuck it, why not make a month out of it? It's so fucking cringy. I like, like it. Like, I really like uh, it. Like, as a kid, yes, I remember enjoying Beetleborgs thoroughly. I even owned some figures and stuff like that. Like, like... The designs are amazing. I don't don't get me wrong. Like the Beetleborgs themselves are fucking dope. They're awesome, but just like the big show, big dope the, sh- the show is so cringy. Yeah, and just ah. Okay, here's the thing. These opening episodes are high on the cringe. It sort of dissipates a bit as they're focusing the, more the, on the All plot. the actors in the show, they're all like, just, they're so, they're trying way too hard and, you know, they're you know, child you actors, know the what do you know, want? Do you know who's the most convincing one in the entire fucking show? Like, episode? Of, of episode what? Trip! Trip is actually the best actor in the entire episode. 
The glasses one, right? Yeah, yeah, the rich kid with the glasses. He's he's the best character in the show. I completely believe that he's a dick-faced little boy. Oh, I don't like Van. Van's stupid, but Trip's actually interesting. I like Trip. What? Who names their children Trip and Van? Rich assholes, apparently. Yeah, yeah who the, the, their butler fucking hates them. He literally oh. drives their limo with oh. earplugs. That's not safe. What? What's their butler's name? Jeffrey? I think so. Yeah. I don't remember. Je- Jeffrey. Um. Uh, yeah. So. But, but, so this. But be, before we get into the episode, can we please talk about that theme song? The theme song is bitching. <laughs> it's awkward a bit. Like when he actually does like the chorus, that's cool. But like the in between lines, they're they're just they're really rushed, put together, and just. <laughs> The, there's actually hey, now there meets on bars. Like the, the, this sounds it awkward. It basically has a jump scare. I mean, it really <laughs> the, the whole theme song kind of summarizes the plot of the show pretty well. Cool. Three typical average kids walk inside the inside, inside a haunted, haunted mansion. mansion just by like chance. Free the ghosts who made them beetle bars. And, and yes, the guy who does the theme song is Flavor. Awesome. Okay, that's it? great. Yeah. Yeah, Billy place. Forrester. Yeah, Billy Forrester is the real actor. He is the fucking song. best character in this entire and, show. And you want to know the funniest thing of all? There is a full music video oh, no. of awesome. the Hillhurst gang playing instruments. Oh my god! To a full chorus version of this song. You have to send that to me. And it's also funny when you put like someone made a, a meme of it, being like, "Oh, every time they say Beetleborgs, it gets five times faster." <laughs> nice. But yeah, the one problem with the opening of the show, it plays at the start of episode one and spoils the episodes. Well, no, the f- one minor problem with, with the theme song. Yes, it's catchy, but they it's play too catchy. It. They play it. Yeah, it's number one, it's too catchy. Number two, they play it like a lot in the actual episode like when they whenever they transform it, hey it plays. It, during the most important parts of the show it can get pretty epic their their transformation sequence is fucking cool I like it shows them like as like comic book illustrations and then sorry I like that it shows them as like comic book illustrations of them and then, and then piece then, by piece they get rendered into reality and then they just like do this like awkward like walking forward like yeah billboards hey for the time it was impressive on a technical level and I still think it's pretty awesome and throughout these episodes we don't really see it too much except in the third episode we watched but their actual sequence of calling on their their equipment to transform is pretty awesome Beetlebunder <laughs> Yeah, like that's or, awesome. Originally, they were gonna do some like whistling or something to summon their. Yeah, like good. Flapper actually fucks with them. Uh, I think. All right, so yes, the first two episodes have things in the show that are never mentioned again. And For conversely, inst- they also don't have things that are in the rest of the show, yeah. like a whole character. Oh yeah, Wolfgang. Oh yeah, Wolfgang, Wolfgang was not in the pilot two-parter. Yeah, yeah, there are a lot of things. Like, when you watch the entire show and then try to go back to watch the first two episodes... It's jarring. It is jarring. Like, for instance, I noticed Flabber... Flabber's, um, fingers are not normal. Flabber's color. Oh, I noticed that the first time. But I also noticed he's a... He's more pale than blue. Yeah. Like, he looks more like a ghost in the... in. Beetle Rock. I mean, that's what yeah. it was, right? So. Well, no, he, he's, he's a, a phasm. He's a phasm from the seventh well, dimension. Well, the opening says free to ghost. Well, it's, well, it's, well, phasm doesn't, like... I didn't think of that, actually! Well, yeah. just by chance, free the ghost who made them Beetleborgs. Maybe they're just saying... It doesn't it sound as good as just by chance, 
free to phasm and for, made them be able for syllables. Yeah, be, for rhythm. Yeah, for rhythm, like rhythm, rhythm, and everyone knows what a ghost is. Yeah. It's yeah, just, I mean, if you're a true fan, you know Flabber is a phasm. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's sort of like that, like, in, in the Casper universe where ghosts are sometimes considered just a species and sometimes not. Yeah, it's like, it's like are you dead? Are you I, do, I, do like the, I do like in the opening where they show Flabber, he's just doing, like, this, like... <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, Flabber is the most animated, bouncy character oh, in the whole show. Flabber's, Flabber's actually really fun. I, he He's something from the show that I remember I always really enjoyed. Like, I, I like... I love Flabber. I, the, I miss things like that from the night. Throughout the entire show, he has the most wacky effects ever, where like parts of his body like grow, shrink, oh. stretch. When he fucking stretches his neck, I was like, ah! "Oh god!" He, he like space jams his neck out in one in one part. It's like something from the thing. And I love in the, <laughs> it kind of is. And I love in the third epi- in the episode twenty one that we watched after he gets cured, like when he's like, "Wow!" You see, if you pay attention, his mouth like actually grows beyond where its normal shape. Whoa! The show has so many subtle little effects that you can only see if you're paying attention, and that's what makes Flabber so interesting. Yeah, and my mom's somehow has yeah. like a weird Grim Reaper form. Again, that was, that was only in the pilot. Yeah. And then yeah, you, these are the only two episodes you see him unwrapped in episode. Episode two and an episode or episode one and uh, or it might be both of them. It was episode one, yeah. Episode two, you also see him unwrapped. And in episode twenty-one, in the pilot, his unwrapped form looks like death or a grim reaper of some sort. And then in episode twenty-one, when Baron von Frankenbeans unwraps him, he is apparently a small person in red pajamas. <laughs> and he just run, and he kick. No, uh, I love I love when he kicks Frankenbeans in the shins. He's just like, eh, oh eh. shit, please, please just called me unget. Blaze just mentioned them gatekeeping Beetleworks so I said if you were a true fan. <laughs> Shit! <laughs> Damn, I'm sorry. Big bad gatekeepers. <laughs> Big bad Beetleworks. Why are we called that? Seriously, like, why are they called why is the show called Big Bad Beetleworks when in the show it's straight up just Beetleborgs. Like, the comics just say Beetleborgs. Yeah, it's not like, oh, the new issue of Big Bad Beetleborgs. No, it's like... Because oh. bad can also sound good, mean good. Bad's cool. Because they're bad! They're bad! You know it! Yeah. Why, why can't we call them the... No, it's the 90s. Why can't we call them the Big Rad Beetleborgs? Ooh. Big No, but honestly, it, se- no, it sounds it good when you say it. Big Bad Beetleborgs. I, I believe the term is... Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. <laughs> I believe the term is alliteration. I'm sorry that that just made it sound like... I believe the term is Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. <laughs> I believe the medical term is Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Well, actually, it's the actually, of actually, actually, no. the original title... It has a, a fake I, monogram, monogram. A fake monocle. monocle. There are true other origins There was, of course, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And we got I like course. Hero Turtles. And of course... Quiet, you European. <laughs> and there was... No, he's not. We just came from the bathroom. Well, there was... <laughs> there is also... The Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. Oh, I forgot about and the tattooed. I was about to say, and of oh, course, we can't forget the back of the Beverly Hills. And the tattooed teenage alien fighters from Beverly Hills. Jesus Samurai fuck. Pizza Cats. Samurai Pizza Cats. Anyway. They're so bad. Virtual reality troopers. Alright, 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 alright. Super duper sumos. Why are we gonna talk about no, VR troopers? Mega base. They got guts and big butts. 
Okay, so episode one of Beetleborgs is literally just the, the asshole rich kids are trying to prove their hot shit by challenging the protagonist kids to stay in Drew, the Drew, Roland, and Joe. Drew. Are you sure I wish someone that? drew a better script. For and I have to say, out of the three of them, Roland's the most awkward like with his acting. Is it, is it because he's black? No. It's not at all because he's <laughs> Why'd you have to take it there? I don't know. I was gonna make and every time, every time, every, no, and it seems every time. The thing every, is, they're all sort of cringy, but I think Joe is the cheesiest with her acting because she's just like, "All right," and they always and they always zoom in on her face, right? They always zoom really close in her face, like, "Do not," and I'm like, "Flybert, this is serious." Drew likes Heather. <laughs> Drew and Heather sitting in a tree. <laughs> Reading Beetleborgs. Oh, look, a three. Yeah, no, that, that that's another thing. Oh, like they they reference the, this. The show is so nineties of just like like they do all the stuff that like colorful. I used to do in the nineties when I was a kid. And I'm just like oh, oh no. <laughs> yes, yeah, I, I wish I was a Beetleborg. That'd be awesome. Beetleborg. Yeah. You know what the greatest indicator? You know what the greatest indicator that a show happened in the nineties was? The opening shot of the episode is Trip and Van running out of the Hillhurst Mansion. But oh no, he has dropped his cellular phone! Cellular telephone. And it's one of those fucking giant gray monstrosities. Oh, I love those. Uh, oh yeah, there's uh, Roland's par- care- caregivers. His, his dad and his grandma, who yeah, never goes nano. Who's a fucking biker. Which, have you seen her actually rap? Oh god. Yeah, look it up. She actually raps. And apparently she fucking makes them chili for dinner every single day. Oh, oh yeah, you can take a drinking game with the early episodes. Number one, take a drink every time they mention the new issue of Beetleborgs is out. <laughs> take a drink every time uh, every time the Hillhurst gang wants to eat them. Take a drink every time they summon the Beetle Battle Base. I love that shit. Also, this show just really milks the whole... Oh, she's around the circle really, really fast! Like, they just, they fucking milk that! Because they were trying to avoid showing any serious violence. Yeah. Like, the point, like... The show's awkward. It's meant to reminisce of old-timey films, hence... I I get it, I get it. It's camp as fuck and embraces it wholeheartedly. Yeah. Wait a minute. Campiness? Colorful? Colorful campiness. Superheroes? Colorful. Are we talking about Big Bad Beetleborgs or the Adam West Batman TV show? See, I mean, it's got the same style comic sound effect. the 1960s Batman is campy as all fuck, but it's amazing because it's campy as all fuck. So is this. The the best part of that comparison you just made is the fact that Beetleborgs also has plenty of the... The ZOW! WHAM! OUCH! Like visual comic sound effects. That I like. Also, in this first episode, whatever like that... Like, it shows, like, Drew imagining that he's, like, the blue Beetleborg in, in the Saving comic, and I'm like, no. and I'm like, I'm like, this should have been the plot of the whole show, just that each episode is them imagining themselves in an issue of the Beetleborgs comic. So it's a Kiba Ranger. Sure! Well, I noticed that they, That'd be awesome. if they didn't have that part, there wouldn't have been any action scenes in the episode. Right? Oh, oh, so I noticed something. I just, about... I just, it was so jarring just seeing the blue Beetleborg riding a real ass horse. Hey, was the machine, Have you not seen Forever Red? The Machine Empire, who wore Beetleborg outfits, were riding actual horses. And it was jarring then, too. <laughs> you were saying? Yeah, well, I got super terror. Alright, so. I, I, I binge watched the entire first season of Beetleborgs. All yep. 53 episodes. Yep. Just for Borgtober. Yep. 
They never really mention what the comic's about. It's just Monster of the Week forever. Yeah, it's like, how is this a popular comic in this world? Because Charterville is a nowhere town. It's just an episodic series. Because Charterville is a nowhere town and they don't know any better. Oh, don't you mean like Orange County? Basically. That's literally the name of the place that they filmed. Orange County. Basically. Orange County in California. Yeah, Orange County, California. California. I tried to find the Halehurst house because, get this, brace yourselves. (gasps) It's actually haunted? No. (laughs) It's haunted by the ghost of Billy Forrester. It's a real place. That haunted... The the Hillhurst Mansion was a real house built in the early 1800... Late 1800s to early 1900s. And from what I understand, it's still around. Cool. So if we know where the show was filmed, it's reasonable to say that oh, it's no, near there. Oh, no, no, there's a, it's fucking massive, like, there are massive fields of just the same type of tree. I tried to find it. I cannot find it. Maybe it got demolished in the last six years, the video I, I was Bruno. released. Maybe Bruno knows where it is. Maybe Bruno's. Yeah, message Bruno. Ask him, hey, do you know where the Hillhurst house from fucking... I'm, I'm where gonna... the hell is Hillhurst? He'll, he'll answer you. I'm going to ask him that right now. Yeah. <laughs> Live on the air. If anyone would know, it's Bruno from MMPR Toys. Yeah, because, you know, they're he, from he there. actually know, yeah. Pretty sure he's visited it in one of his vlogs. Yeah. So one thing that happens in episode one that I'm glad is not mainly in most of the series are the fucking pipettes. It's They're funny. I love that it's just like the same actor just three times. Right? Just three different takes by the same actor yeah, and then just... they colorize their... Oh, it's the Chipettes. Pipettes? Pipettes. Oh. Except the Chipettes were interesting. Yeah. They were. They were. They I like the nerd ident- one. They She's weren't my all favorite. identical yep. like the Pipettes though. I like the pun of their name though. So... Joe, while being smug that over the fact that they heard Trip and Van bailing from the mansion after the, they all get chased around by the monsters, she, in her smugness, leans on the keys of the organ and thus releases Flabber, the phasm from the seventh dimension. Ooh, yeah! It's, it's really funny because, like, we watched an episode where, like, uh, they're, like, talking, or, like, I was watching an episode with Gar and, like, Flabber tries to... He's like, yeah, you can't get me back in the organ unless you coincidentally press the same three notes backwards at the same time. And then, like, Wolfie accidentally... How do you play them backwards at the same time? Okay, well, not backwards at the same time. Like, he says backwards, and then Wolfie just accidentally fucking does it. Yeah. You're just gonna say he accidentally... (laughs) Wolfie's pretty great, but my favorite of the monsters is Fangula. Hmm. Like mums. Honestly, the best episode with them was when mums found the baby. Like, <laughs> like on their doorstep. Mums opens the door, just sees the baby in the little in the little baby basket. And he's like, nope. Close to the door. <laughs> like, no, not oh to go no. Amazing. Can we talk about the pizza gag in 21? <laughs> oh my god. Okay, I'll let Gar explain this. This, is, this was actually funny. All right, all right. Like, legit, I got a laugh out of it. So, it's funny. Episode 21 involves one of the side characters Dr. Baron von Frankenbees. Baron von Frankenbees. It's always nice to see a mad scientist. And, yep. 
I'm actually shocked that we didn't talk about the episodes uh, about Art Fortunes since like the rest of the episodes involve him. Yeah, kind of. We're gonna talk. We're gonna talk about the the, the Shadowborg saga, which will involve him. Yeah. So, which episode twenty one begins with just Flyver opens the door. Here's a pizza. That'll be twelve ninety five. I did not order a pizza. Oh, you're right. I did. Slams door in the face. <laughs> and the irony is he's dressed up as a pizza delivery yeah. guy. It was so funny. Oh my I, god, it's so good. Honestly, the sl- a pizza. slamming the door in someone's face is funny. It's always funny. It always, but it is. Always has, always will. But yeah, yeah, my favorite's always in the movies or whatever, where like that, where they like opens the door. Hey, I just wanted. To... <laughs> but before we go, Come on! Before we go more into that episode, let's talk about the debut of the Beetleborgs themselves. It just they turned them and they got turned to rats. <laughs> oh no! It's wow, the they're... bond entertainment. Yeah, see the Beetleborgs. There's these super awesome, powerful like, beings that oh. My question is why there... And Flabber being a fucking asshole just looks right at the rats in the corner of the comic. Yeah, but you why say so. are there rats in the corner? Free maybe, rats. There, maybe there are rats as monsters the, of that the, Oh no, it said free rats. Because back in old magazines it could be like, you want a monkey? Fill in this information, we'll give you a monkey. Oh my god, that can't give be a monkey. Yeah. I wish it could be that easy to get a monkey. Where's, Where's my, my elephant? elephant? Where's my elephant? I wish I had an elephant. You did. His name was Stampy. You yeah, loved him you very loved him. much. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I am Ganesh. Ganesh is scary. Ganesh, come on you. Stop chasing Ganesh. <laughs> Be here in Radio Sensei Cast Ranger, love Ganesh. Please stop paying attention to the band on the shitter. So as episode two starts, uh, we, we get to see the proper debut of their forms. The red striker Beetleborg, the blue stinger Beetleborg, and the green hunter Beetleborg. The green hunter Beetleborg personally being my favorite because he looks fucking awesome. As much as I like blue, I think in terms of design, I think the red Borg is probably the best designed. Hmm. I feel like they all complement each other. Oh, for sure. It's just it's I can't a very really. Nice set. I can't really choose between the three. I just like that blue is clearly the Kabuto and green is the Kuwagata. And, and and again, in terms of the metallics, Beetleborgs, freaking silver stag Beetleborg looks the best. Stag. Oh, we'll we'll talk about metallics someday. Yeah, but today is not that day. I know. No, next year we'll talk about. We'll talk yeah, about for October two. Metallic. Metallic or, blue. Or wet, hot, metallic summer. Wet, hot, metallic summer. Metallic summer. summer. What, what, which, what, people in the audience, what would you rather see? Borgtober 2 or wet, or big, bad, metallic summer? You make the call. I mean, big, bad isn't in metallics. Oh, big my arm just dislocated itself. And now they've got Oh, my God, are you okay? No, I'm good. It just popped in. It sounded like I Look, sounds like it. we need to call Dr. Baron Von Frankenbeans. No, 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 no. no. Lightning noise. <laughs> Dangerous oh. lightning. Oh hey, can we talk about the can we talk about the villains? Yes, the Matterlords. Hey. I love their design. Okay, I'm just gonna straight out say that this Noxic is my fucking favorite of Thank the Thank you for getting his name right yeah. finally. Noxic. It's Noxic. Not Noxus. And he's voiced Noxus. 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 No, but yeah, the best part about him is he's voiced by motherfucking Derek Stephen Prince, who you AKA all know as Demi Demi Devimon. Digimon Emperor. Demon Impmon. 
Elgar Ishida. from Trans- or Transformers. Elgar. Power Rangers Turbo. It was um, a Transformers and, Turbo. And, no, and I don't know why, but I love his voice in this show. Like, every time he opens his mouth, I was just like, yeah! You know, who he, you know what this trio reminds me of? Mm-hmm. We all know it. Team Rocket? Team Rocket. That's yeah. basically what it seems like they were Noxic going for. is Meowth, Jara is <laughs> Jesse, and Typhus is James. Basically. And I love that they decided to make Jara Jara's voice and personality clearly based off Natasha from Rocky and Bullwinkle. Where is there is no skyscraper? Where's no suburbia? Where's my pizza? <laughs> that laugh is both iconic, hilarious, and annoying. It's just like there are no buildings or subways, and I'm like, no, I did the Google Maps on this place. Yeah, it's very suburban. Yep, there, there, there probably is no theater. But yeah, so Jara is Natasha, Noxic is Demi Demimon, and Typhus is... I don't even know what to call it, but yeah, baby. He's a mother brain from Captain N, the Game Master. <laughs> the Game Master. I love... <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I always hear the that. The Game Master. In, in terms of design, I love Typhus' the best because he's like some sort of mutant whale creature with a whale's mouth for he's a like forehead. He's between a whale and Audrey too. And when you see him trying to... That's eat, it. Yeah. That's probably it. And when you see him try and eat, you see him actually shove popcorn into his face mouth. Feed me! And, and, yeah, so Feed like, me. what What did the villains for the first time that we see them do? Go to Sit and watch a movie! Not- Apparently Nosferatu in Japanese! Without even though, it's, if it's, even though it's a silent film. For those that don't know, Nosferatu is the oldest, as of right now in 2018, the oldest Dracula movie to Wait, ever you exist. think there's going to be an older one that comes out after that? Well, 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 no. has anything to do with it. Well, oh, no, well, no, there is mention of like films that predate it, but they as of just, we know, they're all lost. They could be discovering old films. Why are you holding mayhem? But yeah, and my favorite joke during the scene when they're in the theater is <laughs> Jara steals like. popcorn from a dude who looks like Hitler crossed with Uwe Boll. Or Chaplin, Charlie Chaplin, or that. Or that mustache Char- just. Sure, and like, like he's the guy's just like, he's just like, I've already seen this part. And then, and then he takes, he takes like his like fucking chocolate covered raisins out of like his his coat and just hands them to her. Like why? You could have kept those. And so the whole time, just like yeah, Noxic and and uh, Typhus, they're just like eating popcorn and just jars trying to, but she's yeah. like. I'm three-dimensional! Why isn't my mouth working? We don't have the budget for you to have a full rendered mouth. Yeah. (laughs) And she's, like, so upset that she can't eat. It honestly reminded me of the joke in Power Rangers Samurai with Octoru and Master Xandrin. It's like, Xandrin said something, Octoru is like, says the man who doesn't even open his mouth. Wow. I love when shows do that. Yeah, it's like... That's funny. Yeah. Remember, <laughs> he drank his medicine. Yeah, yeah, he drinks ooh, his ooh, medicine. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Ooh, ah, ooh. Master Xandrin will be very upset. I don't know why I gave him that. That rhyme. Ooh, ah, ooh. Nothing does. It's just that. <laughs> hey, Horror Boris, have you ever fought Herp Derp Derp? Blurp, blurp, blurp. Blurp, blurp, blurp. <laughs> Go fight now, blurp, blurp, blurp. <laughs> Anyways. So, uh, yeah. so, it's all Flabber's fault, because when he made the Beetleborgs... He apparently left open the door to the comic universe. Oh, oh Flabber, Because that's the thing. Shit. Well, well no, I think it's not that he left the door open, it's just when they wish to be Beetleborgs, they, he also wished... 
Ev- like everything in the comic. It was one of those from. monkey's paw type deals. Oh, wait, yeah. what? Like where you make a wish with a monkey's paw, but there's a caveat to it. Monkeys don't even have paws. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, it, I know. That, that's what um, I'm getting confused but like, the really interesting thing about the magnivores coming into the real world is the first thing they do is plan to like kill the beetleborgs but they make mention of flabber and I'm like you know flabber exists Flab- isn't he like an extra dimensional being he's a ruler from the seventh dimension they're from the second dimension Flabber. it's like five whole dimensions you know apart you know well what? sorry Dr. Goraman 8 five, six, and, five, six, and 7 you know if anything Probably where the comic the guy who developed the Beetleborgs comic. Art it, it, it's probably actual shit that, you know, Flabber experienced in his world or some shit. The Beetleborgs are just from him. Flabber's behind everything. Flabber's, <laughs> Flabber's evil. Flabber's true villain. No. Wouldn't that have been an awesome twist? What? Just at Flabber ended up the villain. And well, then well, I think I've been well, a boo-boo! Well, we, we, Sal and I actually came up with an idea of how would Beetleborgs work as, like, an actual toku. In which Art Fortunes and Flabber would be the same person, but be Ooh. like a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde type of thing. Ooh, I like that. Where it's like once every day for like five hours, Flabber takes over the body. Oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. For those who don't know, like who have never seen Beetleborg, so if you want to just, like, if we could describe Flabber in the best way possible, he's literally, think of the genie, Elvis Presley, Jay Leno, and Liberace just smushed into one fucking being. That's literally the design behind him. Yeah. And that leads to the only downside to Big Bad Beetleborgs. Lack of production notes. <laughs> like, why are there universal monsters? It's a haunted house. Sorry, it's a haunted mansion! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, technically, why the correct so term is Hillhurst Mansion because it belonged to Hillhurst. Do we ever see him? Actually, yes. Oh. Uh, the Magnivores create such a ruckus in the cemetery, they bring him back from the dead and <laughs> he comes back to the house and tries to kick him out. Wow. Cool. That's amazing. I love the episode with the Phantom. Do you know how I could see the Old Man? Fa- all right. Yeah, yeah. The Phantom of the Opera shows up. Yep. Wait, um, what? Oh, what's his name? Uh, the King of Vampires. Um, Dracula? No, not Dracula. Um, I don't know. You know, you know uh, who I would like to Constantine, see. Constantine, not Constantine. You, you know who I'd like to see is fucking Old Man Hellhurst. Freaking uh, Frank from Everybody Loves Raymond. He'd be awesome for you. <laughs> hey guys, you need to get out of here. Red Foreman. You, you dumbasses, get out of my house before I shove my foot up your ass. No, before I shove my phantom ass, do- phantom ass foot right up your ass. There you go. And when I die, I want to be face downwards. So that when y'all come visit me, you can kiss my ass. Kurtwood Smith, you're a national treasure. He really he is. You should be president. <laughs> national foot in your ass. <laughs> or, or when our chat is like, Flapper is Omazeo. Flapper is Omazeo. Flap out! Just Flapper time! Just by chance, freaks you and made him an overlord. Come in! Flabber. <laughs> okay, someone out there make a flatter ride watch. Oh, I didn't mean for flash to go off. I know, it happens to me too. Come in, Flabber. Um, so yeah. So they try they try fighting them, like they go like the Magnivores or whatever like that, they go to the freaking Yeah, I love the mansion. I love this. So they meet up with Vexor in their graveyard secret base, and when they get in, like Vexor like gives them shit for fucking around in the city, and he's like 
I've been working on a plan to kill the Beetleborgs. You think I've been sitting around twiddling my thumbs while you were fucking around? By the way, my plan is go to their house and find out how we can kill them. That's my plan. Also, that I've been working on for hours. Also, we're not staying in this cave. And Nox, Nox is like, oh, man, I like this place. <laughs> so then, yeah, they go to the mansion and they fight them. And it's actually it's actually a fun fight. Like, fucking Drew swinging from a fucking chandelier and kicking Bullshit. Everyone. Those heavy armor, you would break the fucking thing off. But it's Oops. camp and funny, so whatever. Well, they're, kid, they're, they're, they're kids. They're, not, they're lightweights. <laughs> Also, it's just weird knowing how fucking small Joe is, but just like, oh, look how adult she looks when she's a fucking Beetleborg. Yeah, where do you think Justin came from? Literally, literally Beetleborgs was doing so much better than Power Rangers. Power Rangers decided to take a note from Beetleborgs, and that's why Justin is a thing. Uh, <laughs> really? Yeah. Yep. It's just Beetleborgs was more popular than Power Rangers at one point, and I can totally understand it. And look which franchise flourished. Well, can I go to the Beetleborgs timeline? Well, we'll explain <laughs> why later on. But um, I, I feel like the show was more successful because this was brand new at the time, like Big Bad Beetleborgs, mm -hmm. where Power Rangers was on its like fourth season, fifth season, Turbo. Like, in Zeo and Turbo. You had to know three years of backstory, be, like, three years worth of shows just to understand Power Rangers. Where this, it's, like, it's its own thing. Like, plot... And more accessible. Like, plot to the show is literally in the theme song. Yep. Boom, there you go. Have fun. And it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a plus to the show where it's only important plot points are summarized in its theme song. It makes it a bit of a shallow story, but it makes it super accessible, especially when the target audience is kids. Yeah. Like it tells you what it's about. Also, it'd be cool if, they, if you actually find the props of those Beetleborg comics. Right. They're probably out there. Probably. Probably. But yeah, so episode two is them testing out their powers against the Magnavore generals, and they basically get them to fuck off. So yeah, episode 21, which we skip ahead to, is about Frankenbeans, which is the Frankenstein analog monster in the show. I like that name. It's cute. Right? Just fucking Frankenbeans. But yeah, we haven't really talked about the monsters too much, so there's four of them in the main series. There's one more in Metallics, but we'll talk about that later. Metallics. So the, the monsters in the house, aside from Flabber, are Mums, who is a mummy, Count Fangula, who is obviously a vampire, uh, Frankenbeans, who is a Frankenstein analog, and Wolfgang, a werewolf. Oh, there are actual toys of the Hillhurst gang. Wait, oh, they yeah. were? Were they plushies? Yeah, and there's the Jawa. <laughs> there's a Jawa. In Metallics, there's a, there's like a Jawa. Yep, person. that's Wait, Little Ghoul. All of them are all of those are only forty bucks for all. Of them? I wasn't yeah. gonna mention it, but yeah, that's Little Ghoul. You'll meet her in Metallics. It's a woman. Yep. Um, what what I was kind of sad about Wolfgang was he's a werewolf, but you ne we never actually get to see his human form. He's straight up just a werewolf. Vlad, v Vlad Helsing, no Vlad the Impaler. Oh yeah, Vlad the Impaler. Well, that's that's who turned into Dracula. Oh yeah. So Dracula is the Lord of Vampires. Why can't they just say Dracula? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Fucking show made me waste ten minutes of my time trying to think. <laughs> <laughs> Just zero time. <laughs> so there's basically two plots in the course of episode 21. Dr. Baron von Frankenbeans has come to visit his little boy Frankie. 
My little boy Frankie. And upon discovering the other monsters in the house, he sees problems with their preserved bodies that he can fix. But of course, because he's a mad scientist, he comes across as way too threatening, and I they don't want to do it. I would never have done. But yeah, uh, like Wolfie has fleas, Fangula has a overbite. Mums has arthritis. Mums has arthritis, and Flabber has too much energy. Well, not that he, he schizo. He has an identity crisis. Yeah. Although I will say, after that episode, he doesn't really change much, if at all. Ten dollars. No, wait. Thirty dollars for the Sonic Blaster from Big Bad Beetleborgs. In box. That's pretty good. In box. That's awesome. Man. Tell you what, find me the fucking data bonders and the data blaster. I might be interested in those. Are those for the second season? Yeah, from yeah, Metallics. Because that shit was way cooler. Well, for a hundred and like fifty bucks, you can get the Beetle Bonder. Jesus. With, oh no. With the figures. No. And for like hundred and twenty bucks, you can get the whole set of all the Hillhurst monsters. <laughs> that actually sounds very tough to. <laughs> figure actually looks pretty cool. I need Forget- to get a new 3DS because my 3DS is starting to break. I got it on launch day for the very first one and it's still the same one. Hasbro, <laughs> you own Beetleborgs. Make some Marvel Legends style Beetleborg figures. Bring it yeah. back. Forget- make a three three pack. Build a figure flabber. No. Nah, nah. <laughs> actually, yeah. I mean, no. Frankenbeans build a figure. Yes. Oh, yeah. Now, yes. Assemble Frankenbeans. Yeah, assemble Frankenbeans. Wait, wait. Okay, so who would be in the wave? Um, okay, so the three Bane Beetleborgs. Magnavorks, who's going to have villains. Yeah, well, I was thinking, like, I was thinking, like, you could probably have them as a three-pack. Um, maybe Skaggs. Skaggs the Grunts. Scabs. Scabs, sorry, I was thinking of Beetle. Oh, oh my god! What? Please, oh my god! Oh, oh no! It's the transforming Metallics figures that you can swap their heads with the kids' heads. <laughs> Why would you do that? Terrified. Oh, scary. It looks like the new Kanye video. I like that Joe. I like, the, I like Joe has her hat on. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that's awful. I was thinking about the Kanye couch video too. That was uh, herpeters. So as Dr. Baron von Frankenbeans is fixing the monsters, the other plot of the episode is the new monster, Cyber Serpent. Oh, lame. Who, who lame. is reportedly That's your favorite monster? Oh God, no! This thing is the worst-looking kaijin I have ever seen. Like, <laughs> like. Birdon looks better than him. Whoa, that's, that's saying a lot. For those that don't know who Birdon is, Google it. Go go watch go watch the episode where we talk about Birdon yeah. and the thumbnails literally him censored. Yeah, or uh, episode fifty-two of Kaiju Sentai Ultra Ranger. Yeah, so it's just a snake with legs and a tongue on its chest it's, for some reason. It's so, like, if you took a giant snake and draped it over a torso with no head. And- <laughs> And literally, you know how each monster fucking comes out? There's either like a random guy or two people just sitting reading the comic and it pops out of the, the comic and they're like, ah! They run away. That's kind of how most Wait, of the monsters appear. Every single Wait, time. That's because they mentioned in the in episode 19 of Beetleborgs when we first meet Art Fortunes, everyone in Charterville reads the Beetleborgs Except comic. Van and Trip, apparently because they think it's stupid. Oh no, they collect it as well. They but it's... they said it's stupid! Yeah, but it doesn't mean that... Their family owns Zoom Comics! <laughs> They're like, oh, you're the stupid humor kid? They're just saying that to be dipshits because they hate the protagonist. Did you say dipshits? Yeah, more like tripshits. Oh! <laughs> no, what was I going to say? Just, Stephen, you, cr- you you cried about snakes the other day. They don't have arms. <laughs> <laughs> I 
This one had arms. In fact, Cyber Serpent looks like he could be a character in arms. You know what? Yeah, you're right. Wait, wait, arms? Yeah, What's that? The Switch fighting game. That we don't was talk like about that game anymore. Music. What, what no, just arms isn't really that great of a game anymore. Unfortunately. <laughs> it, it, it has nice, uh, I, I like the... I like the theme song. That's about it. Yeah. Spring Man for Smash. Why not? There you go. Oh, okay. No. Okay, that's a minor nitpick for Beetleborgs. Lack of, like, other music. Yes, there is the theme song, but that's it. It kind of falls into whenever this thing happens, we play this song. When they use their civilian powers, the one song plays. When when they're kicking ass, the one theme song plays. When they, when they summon their Beetle battle base, the one song plays. Beetle battle base? Yeah. I will say that song is pretty fucking awesome. I'm expecting... I'm expecting Armageddon Mon to show up at some point. <laughs> I actually, when I was a kid, I actually owned the Beetle Battle Base on oh, all the vehicles. That God. was a thing? Yeah, there were toys of them. There is a 14-inch talking flabber doll. Wait, wait. Oh, no. Oh, no, I kind of love it. Wait, it's only like $20? You should that get it, and we have him guest on the show. Oh, no. What does he say? Probably like... Probably fl- flab out! Flabberific. Totally flabulous. Oh my god, he's so awkwardly look awkward looking. <laughs> you should look at the Jeb the Talking Dog plush. Oh no! Jeb the Talking Dog. Okay, you know what, guys? How about this? Let's all pull in money together and let's buy the Talking Flapper doll. Yeah, but it's only twenty bucks. It, so, so that's it, five it, each from us. Uh, well, no, it's twenty-one dollars and sixteen dollars shipping, so it's like thirty-eight bucks. That's still not that bad. That's ten bucks between us all. Do you want to? Yes. I'm in if everyone else is. All right, let's. All right, I'm gonna buy it right now. I'm gonna buy the talking flower doll. Oh we'll my have, god! We'll have this. Let's hope it arrives this month. That'd be nice. Oh god! It's, the batteries are probably fucking dead on it. <laughs> well, we can get new batteries. Uh, flower, what do you think? There's a flower money. Oh, thank you. All you transfer, you remind me tomorrow. All right. My only, my only question is, am I allowed, am I allowed to hold on the window? Yeah, of course yes. you can. Okay, and if you guys ever get bored of him, then I'll take it. Uh, just, guys, we found Flabber. Guard, that's Billy Forrester. Please, untie me! <laughs> <laughs> what is like misery, but really pathetic? <laughs> Flabber cannot die. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it was Flabadoo. Sweet. Apparently, estimated deliveries between Monday, uh, October fifteenth, and Wednesday, October seventeenth. So next week. Cool. Oh. So yes, we we've just all purchased a talking flabber doll live so, on the air. Woohoo! Probably not gonna work. Did you but... find Did you find any of the data bonder shit? No. We probably didn't look at metallics. No, I just looked to search Beetleborgs on eBay. Anyway, so, yeah, so fucking Baron von Frankenbeans is actually pretty funny because he's, like, he's, like, he looks, sounds like a mad scientist and everything. And, hell, like, even, like, uh, Fangula at one point, he's just like, You're mad! Mad! Did you hear that, Frankie from Frankie? He said I'm mad! And then he just, like, seeks fucking sentences Frankenbeans oh, no, after no. him. The most serious line in that episode was, like, uh, like a wolfie no, gets no, someone yeah, to yeah. get his spring of slippers up yeah, to yeah. him. Yeah, it's like, someone bring my slippers he, up. He's just looking at me like, <laughs> which Wolfgang grabs him. Fangula says to him, like, just... he busted the most real line read in the entire fucking show. Look, he's training Wolfgang like a like a pet dog. Like a little dog. Yeah, like a little dog. Oh, yeah, that weirdly <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, I feel yeah. how sad you are. I have to call you back. My lunch just arrived. 
<laughs> Fangula has great lines in the entire show. In which we actually find out in one of the episodes, Flabber considers Fangula his best friend. That's awesome. Like he like of everyone in the house, Fangula. I mean he's is the most best friend. He's the most reasonable. Oh my god. Despite the fact that he wants to suck the children's blood talking to Flabber. <laughs> I, I love him. He's such a big head. <laughs> you should have asked the guy, does this thing still work? Yeah, I'll look at the Is description. Yeah. <laughs> Use. But yeah, Fangula has some of my favorite line reads in the show. Some of which are going to be in the episodes we will discuss later, so I won't discuss, I won't go into them. Someone has them on Amazon. Did they just make a million of these? Except the one on Amazon is $134. Oh yeah, Changeling Rider in our chat's mentioning there were McDonald's Beetleborgs toys too, which I did have some of as a kid as well. I used to have one of the, the VR Trooper like the, changes that they had, oh, like yeah, the yeah. necklaces. I had one of those. I have I have that too. Remember Damn! I bought it at a pawn shop. Oh, $2. jelly. That's awesome. It's cool. Oh, sorry. You can no, that's right. Oh, oh, that's awesome. Transform. There was also Gargantus. I oh, yeah, they had their own carry resort. Gargantus. I think it got blown up, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. So it's a Beetle Battle Base, but we'll talk about that at the end of the With the way of the Jet Slagger. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. Cyber Serpent is purported to be a monster that is stronger than all the Beetleworks put together and invincible. It's just a fucking snake! It's literally just a goddamn snake! No, no, Why no, is it no, Cyber no, Serpent? No, no. I thought I thought for some reason you you said it's just a snake. I find it hilarious. <laughs> I'd rather have a no, snake like, monster just, than this. Just Drew's dad. Wait, wait a minute. I'm no, sorry. Roland, Roland, yeah, Roland's dad. He's like, oh yeah, here are the new comics. And like, Roland falls out. He's like, wow. They said, wow, they say Cyber Serpent is the strongest three Beetleborgs combined. How do you know this? You didn't even no, read it. No, you know what it is? I know from reading the Sonic comics that often these comics end with a little preview of what's coming next. Okay. So there was probably like, next time on Beetleborgs. I, I, I apologize for interrupting, but I just searched for Flabber Doll, and I found one of my favorite internet images was a thrift shop that had a Flabber Doll and labeled it Liberace. <laughs> it actually, here, they actually found the image. Here it is. Put it in the chat. Okay. Liberace. All he does is throw our stuff like Liberace. Our favorite part of the Batman is the forest fire. I think Hank Pym played him in a movie. Liberace or yeah. Flabber? No, Michael Douglas. <laughs> Michael Douglas played Liberace. I want to see Michael Douglas as Flabber now. <laughs> Just be like... If you look like close, let me... Now why don't you flab out? <laughs> Like, I'm hey, afraid Jeff, of getting this doll now. Today. We're just going to have it hanging up somewhere and then, like, a certain somewhere. We're going to wake up the next morning. He's going to be in a totally different spot and it's just going to kill us. Well. It's going to be Night of the Living Dummy from Game <laughs> okay, here's the Guys, thing I can't sleep now. Thanks. It's, in fact, a ghost of some description. So if they said the doll was haunted, like, you'd think, I, I hope so. It's a ghost. Thanks. I hate it. But actually, what's funny is, what's funny is, Slappy is actually my favorite thing from Goosebumps ever, I so love I love Slappy. I thought you were talking about Slappy from Animaniacs. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's me, Gabo! Honestly, I kind of want to see the two of them fight each other but, now. Like, but... Remember how you mentioned putting the lock on the door? Yeah. Yeah, I might do that now. Yeah, there you go. But um, Slappy, I, I, again, this is another thing that I don't, Slappy. I don't know why I know this, but apparently, and I again, this is not a personal experience. This is something I read on the internet when I was looking at Goosebumps trivia, because mm -hmm. I love Goosebumps. Yeah. And it was that apparently Slappy was a lot of young girls' um, wake-up call that they liked bondage. 
Oh. Oh, God. Like, his whole weird slave master-slave thing with kids, apparently a lot of them got very strange feelings from that, and then later found out they were into... What is this them. thing that caused some sexual awakenings? You've never seen Slappy from Goosebumps? No. Oh, let me show you fucking... You've never watched Goosebumps as a kid? I, I, I watched a couple episodes, but I don't remember what that is. I was is. never like that. Like, I never was like, oh, it had a, caused some kind of weird okay. bondage awakening, but I did have a bit of a crush. So this is like this possessed doll. fucking doll. Especially okay. Possessed fucking movie doll movie. Named, named Slappy. Oh, that yeah, asshole. Yeah, yeah, Slappy. It's Gabo. What? Slappy from Goosebumps. But yeah, apparently... Everyone knows Slappy. Apparently he caused a weird sexual awakening in several young girls in the 90s, so... Allegedly, according to the internet. Jesus Christ. I, Slappy has the same effects as Totally Spies is the best possible way of putting it. I'm not gonna According lie. to Changeling Rider. Yeah. Oh I'm, my god, they actually made an actual Slappy, like, dummy. Yeah. We've gone so that's far amazing. fucking off topic. There's also a really, really, like, a real, okay. like, replica. Okay, okay. Sorry. Cyber Serpent. Yeah, th th fuck we, Cyber Serpent. <laughs> so... Roland reads the, the, like, takes the comic and goes on about how Cyber Servant is stronger than all the Beetleworks put together and invulnerable. Do you have an iPhone charge? No. And I have oh, no idea uh... how Roland's immediate reaction isn't, wow, we're fucked! <laughs> we're fucked. the builder. Can we fuck oh, it, Bob? I hope not! But where do I plug this in? Oh, there's a plug-in cable. Yeah, right, right. Here. There oh, thank you. There you go. Anyway, uh, and, the charge and that brings me to problem number two in the thank show. You. Sorry. Uh, this brings me to problem number two in the show. They never really specify how to get the Magnavores back in the comic. Oh, here. I see. It's like, it's like, oh, just fight them and don't go back into the comic. Blast them enough. How? Like, like is it like a cog? Just beat it? Like, just punch it enough times? Or so... What ends up happening is they talk to Baron von Frankenbeans. No, she. I can't record. Oh, they talk to Baron von Frankenbeans, yeah, and he. And his. Yeah. <laughs> and his solution is, if it's stronger than you, just outsmart it. And apparently, so this triggers the idea in their heads that if we get the monster to step on top of the comic, we can blast him with our lasers that were totally ineffective before, and somehow that will cause him to go back into the comic. What is this, Doodle Bob? That is the most convoluted bullshit I've ever heard. Honestly, that sounds like how they beat Doodle... That sounds like how Spongebob beat Doodle Bob in Spongebob. He literally bit, yeah. put paper on him and he slapped him into a book. <laughs> That's basically what happened. In which Patrick makes a joke about... It's like, because Spongebob puts a frame around him and Patrick walks in. Patrick's like, I still think you look stupid. He's looking at an actual picture of Spongebob. <laughs> he still looks kind of stupid. Yeah. This game stinks. <laughs> so, one thing that I love about Beetleborgs is, throughout the early show, people who watch it might be asking themselves, why don't they just spawn the same monster a bunch of times? And you'd be right, but this is one of the things I love about Metallics, because they actually provide a response to that question. So, when we get into well, Metallics, I'll be having a lot of good well, things to say. No, they... They can resummon old monsters. I think they they did at one point where they summoned like all of them, didn't they? Yeah, they yeah they have art like they sometimes bring back some magnivores as an army. Yeah, like like at the end of the show, which again we'll talk about at the end of the month. Yeah, but I think overall these three episodes were really good. The 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 uh, first the first two episodes are kind of a rocky slow paced start where not 
too much happens. But I mean, what else can you expect for an origin series for a series this 90s? Yeah. yeah. Like late 90s. This came out in like 96. I feel, like, I feel like I need to watch some more episodes just the, to The see. show absolutely gets better as you go. Oh, oh, you gotta watch the episode where a film director comes to town. Oh, yeah. Or the episode of Wolfgang. Or the episode, like the debut of Wolfgang. Uh, what else is there? Oh, the second appearance of... No, the other two appearances of Dr. Bond Frankenbeans. Yeah, he's actually a... He comes back a few times. He's pretty awesome. Like, there's one time where he comes back to fix Frankenbeans, and there was another time where he brought... He built his son a wife. Oh, right. Wasn't there... I remember there was also, like, a junior Frankie. That's in Metallics. Oh, right. I haven't gotten there yet, but I saw the description on Netflix. Oh, that's another thing about Beetleborgs. It's At least on, in Canada, that I know. It's on Netflix. All of it's on Netflix. Woo! Shout Factory releasing on DVD. Please do not watch those Fox Kids. Like, terrible, terrible, horrible looking, like, cuts. The TV rips. Yeah, the TV rips, because... VHS rips. I noticed, from, like, those versions to, like, the DVD Netflix version... Everything looks so much darker. Yeah, the quality yeah. is not that great even. I mean, it kind of helps the haunted house idea. Yeah. Well, uh, even Lane mentioned in the first, like, for the first episode of Beetleborgs, even though it's on Netflix, it still looks like it was ripped from, like, a VHS. Yeah. Like, it wouldn't surprise me. Like, the quality does not look good. Changeling Rider says it is on American Netflix. Okay, good. But uh, now that we're at the end of the discussion, one thing we should talk about is the ending of, like, the ending scene of Beetleborgs episodes. <laughs> Every episode, they play that song, and there's this little silent skit where the monsters jump around and be wacky. In which they actually change that around for Metallics, where you actually hear what they're saying. Right? It's just, it's comical. It's like like a silent film, except they're being wacky. And sometimes it even has, like, uh, it sometimes um, intertwines with the episode's theme. Right? Yeah. Like, for instance, uh, the episode where... They accidentally send uh, Frank, uh, not Frankie, um, Flabber back into the organs. The episode ends with Wolfgang and them like playing the like playing the organ. Yeah. Or it's like a buried treasure. It's like oh look treasure. They're playing the game. Oh they're playing the game. They're always the baby episodes. They're taking care of a baby. They're, it's always amusing and the and the song is funny and catchy. Wolfgang played the organ. Yes. Yes, Get did. it? Because Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. Oh my god, that actually makes or sense. Or Amadeus Wolfgang. I, I might have gotten that wrong. Wolfgang yeah. Amadeus Mozart. Yes. <laughs> Good catch, please. Um, yeah. So, that's our first week of Borgtober. Jikai Radio Sentai Cast Ranger! Next week, I'm super excited because we'll be starting the Shadowborg arc. The only actual story arc in the Beetleborg show. And it lasts six episodes. Suck it. Suck it, VR Troopers. We, we got six partners. Also suck it, Green Ranger, which was only five episodes. Yep. Yeah, but look what happened to Tommy. <laughs> uh, became the most fucking iconic Ranger of all time. Yeah, became yep. a Red Ranger. So next week, we will be talking about episodes 26, 27, and 28 of Beetleborg. So if you have a Netflix account, you can watch it. Or you can get the DVDs. Yeah, you can get the Shout Factory DVDs. Just don't buy them from Shout Factory's website. Tip it this. Buy them on Amazon. Yep. D- don't don't buy them from Shout Factory. They cost 
They will charge you extra shipping. Only villains do that. Only vil- only magnivores do that. <laughs> <laughs> do you want me a magnivore? I don't think so. Watch it on your Magnavox. Watch it on your i i magna. I, I don't know. I tried to say iPhone with a magna. I think Magnavox is like a branded TV, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know. something like that. Anyways, that's the show. Woo! So, as always, make sure to check out the primary source of our hijinks at castranger.podbean.com. Check out our Facebook, ta- Facebook page, facebook.com slash rscastranger. Tweet at us at XC Studios. Check out our merch store. Uh, join our Discord server where you can not only hang out with the casters and other fans, but listen to the show recorded live Friday nights at approximately 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Oh, yeah. And, of course, check out our Patreon where you can consider donating and pledging to help us make the show better. So, as always, thank you for listening, liking, favoriting, subscribing, sharing, and loving, and just being awesome cast fans, and we will see you next week. Thank you for listening, everyone. Bye-bye. Yep.